Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. And welcome everybody to another edition of the C3 Friday Free For All. As always, I am your host, Cody Lashney here to host this virtual Panthers roundtable. Nick Montadero, what's up, Nick? What's up, Cody? I'm up here in AJ country, a.k.a. Maine, and, you know, hanging out in the Jeep, getting ready to do a little bit of off-roading tomorrow and Sunday before the game, and uh, you know I couldn't miss the Friday free-for-all for anything. You know, got to hang out with the fans, got to talk about this Panthers football team, and the game on Sunday, which, you know, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, man. It's like uh, people who are Christians, they go to church on Sunday and they go to Bible study every Wednesday. Well, if you're a Panther fan, man, this is like your Bible study, man. This is where we talk about everything Panthers and everything you need to know about this football team. Once again, I want to point everybody's attention to, if you want to join the show today, you can absolutely come on. I've left the link in the description of the Facebook and the YouTube video, and it's in the chat room on YouTube. If you want to come in and join this discussion, you're absolutely able to. Uh, Justin, what's going on, man? B. Amos. Uh, now let me introduce AJ. Lindsay, AJ, what's up, brother? What's going on, Cody? What's going on, do you fellas? Prefer, do you prefer Drew or AJ? Drew's fine, man. Either Drew, one. Okay. Yeah, everybody right. calls me Drew. Drew, I appreciate it. Drew. How you been, man? I'm glad you could hey, join the show. Doing good, man. Doing good. Glad to be here with everybody for the Friday night free for all. Ready for the Panthers versus the Vikings on Sunday, and hopefully we're walking away with a victory to go to four and two. But you know, yes, we'll sir. see. We got a few things to discuss tonight, especially when it involves uh, Matt Rule and this offensive line of sorts. So you know, looking forward to a great show tonight. Absolutely, man. Looking forward to a fantastic show. Dude, we have so much to talk about. And listen, Karen Troy already knows the deal, y'all. Slap the like button on your way in, man. That helps us get seen by the algorithm, lets people share in this discussion. You know we appreciate it as always. I'm also being joined by Kevin Boshoven. Kevin, uh, we're doing this Friday free-for-all, and my Clemson Tigers are getting ready to play. So I've got my Tigers on my, TV, on my TV over here. If ever you see your boy peeking over looking, I'm trying to, you know, see if my team is, uh, if our offense is still as terrible as it has been the past few weeks. So never mind that. But, Kevin, uh, if my Tigers start to lose, uh, you'll be here to make fun of me in real time. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know they are playing tonight. Who are they playing? Uh, Syracuse. 
Oh man, y'all y'all gonna blow it. No, we should, right? Like we we should blow them out of the water, but uh, sadly, my my Panthers offense isn't the only team that has offensive struggles right Who's now. Whose offense but, uh, is worse, Clemson's or Carolina's? Oof, Carolina go there. Considering how much talent Clemson has, I might say Clemson, but I, just, I don't know. They're really young, right? Clemson's players, they're all young, man. Yeah, but yeah, true. But also, we're expecting to put up like 50 points in the ACC every week. And that just. Uh, I think Clemson's you know. having like a little come down to realize they're not Alabama. They're not going to just reload every year and reload every year. Dude, we can get into it, but this is not <laughs> a Clemson Tiger podcast. This is a Carolina Panthers well, podcast. Yeah, well, you know, I had to rep my squad. You know, my my team is playing. And I had to, I had to show some support, show some love. Uh, before we jump into this discussion, Panther rule, Kenneth, how are you, man? I'm doing good, guys. Uh, I just want to say something. How you liking Vols, boys? Didn't they look oh, good last uh, week? <laughs> who did they, they play? Who they play? They, they played the Gamecocks. Oh, 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 that's yeah, right. Or, or should I say the Suncocks? Oh, my cousin work. and her husband were at that game. My cousin's a Gamecock fan. He's a Tennessee fan. Yeah. So that, she took a picture. like, I'm drinking the, this game. I'm drinking but, the game. I was looking at the schedule last or the other day, and I realized that we actually have Clemson coming up. So the, we may actually end the season pretty good. Carolina had a comeback. But yeah, man, listen, let's jump into this Carolina Panther discussion. Yeah, let's do. That, that's what we're all here for. And listen, there's a whole bunch on the docket today. There's some breaking news about, um, you know, Christian McCaffrey not being available for the Minnesota Vikings. We have to talk about what that means for our chances. But also, we haven't spoken to you guys since we lost to Philadelphia. And I kind of want to go around here real quick and get everybody's diagnostic report on, one, just that game in general, and, two, where you think the Panthers are at right now, and then we'll kind of use that to uh, springboard the discussion. So uh, you're sitting right next to me, Drew, so uh, why don't you go ahead and take this one first, man? All right, man. Uh, only thing I can say about that game, it comes down to the offensive line. I'm I'm sorry. Chuba did everything he could. The defense did everything that they could. That offensive line was horrendous. I mean, as I was telling you before we even started the show, that offensive line, they played – Philadelphia played uh, Tampa Bay last night. And Tampa, uh, Philadelphia ran the same defense against Tampa Bay that they ran against our offensive line, and Brady did not get touched. Yeah. I mean, the tackles <laughs> ran the ends up the field. The guard and center were playing in tandem. They tried to run the same stunts against uh, Tampa Bay, and they got smashed. They really did, man. And I mentioned this to you before the show. People were once upon a time talking about Leonard Fournette as a bust. But, man, when you can run behind that Tampa Bay offensive line, dude, Leonard Fournette is looking like a top-10 pick, man. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. really looking good. That offensive line – is really big, really nasty. Um, but what do you think about just um, the overall performance from the football team? Matt Matt Rule got a, a ton of slack 
in his press conference for basically kind of pinning the the blame on the defense rather than the offense that was struggling so mightily. What did you make of that, Drew? I'm sorry. I mean, personally, I like Matt Rule, and I know a lot of people don't or still have reservations about him. I particularly like the guy for the most part, but you can't throw your defense under the bus like that. I understand his thought process in doing that is because he's like, everybody's already piling on the offensive line. I know the offensive line is the problem, but, you know, I'm trying to shift, you know, trying to shift a little bit over to the defense to get it off of them so that they just won't really implode, even though they really already have. Yeah. And, I mean, you can't ask that defense to do more than what they did. They gave the offense the ball in plus territory on three different occasions. They actually set them up when they took over the ball. They were already in field goal range. And penalties and dumb plays and not getting the ball, you know, Matt, Matt, uh, Sam Darnold had a uh, – was it Terrace Marshall on the sideline, and he overthrew him. You can't do things like that when your defense is setting you up for points. I mean, even if they had gotten three points out of that, they still would have, we would still would have been in a decent position. And then the special teams, I mean, like, come on now. You only thing you have yeah. to do is punt the darn ball. And then that means they have to draw the length of the field on our defense. And they haven't been able to do that all day. But you get it blocked? Really? Yeah. I mean, uh, we, there was so many maddening aspects to that game, man. Um, real quick, 89J Stubbs with the 199 says to me, Matt Rule seemed overwhelmed this week and i think a lot of us would agree with you on that 89j subs but real quick let me welcome this man to the show um you know he believes himself to be the king of all things fantasy football if you watch the pnp podcast you know him you love him it's dave dave what's up brother oh dave dave what's up man man. hey we're trying to figure out what's wrong with this damn football team bro I already told y'all what's wrong with this football team, man. But there's a lot wrong with this football team. There's a lot wrong with this football team, man. I mean, we already know what's wrong with it. Well, go ahead, uh, Kevin. What's what's wrong with this football team, man? Is it is it just the offensive line, or is there other areas of blame that we're not dishing out enough of? I don't even see it as the whole offensive line. It's just the interior. I think it's mostly. I mean, the tackles can be. Better, but I think it's really <laughs> and to our don't, let, don't let one don't let one game of our tackles actually playing well blind you from the fact that our tackles. I'm not, saying they're good. I'm not saying they're good. I'm just saying they're not the worst thing on you know the worst thing we need to worry but, about. But listen, can we admit that Taylor Moten, whatever you think about him being at left, fine. If you prefer him at right, fine, dude. I'm not even trying to argue with you at this point in time. But can we? No, 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 I'm not. I'm not there. Yeah. I'm not. No, there. I, no, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying, can we at least give Taylor Moten some credit that on the drop of a hat, they moved my man back to left tackle when that isn't where he's been taking snaps, and they moved my man over there, and he was still our better offensive lineman that entire day, man. It just and it, co- it, it, and it to my argument that the Panthers should have tried out this formation. A long time ago, especially Back against if they're the already Jets. viewing, yes, especially if they already view Brady Christensen as a long-term right tackle. Like, why wouldn't my, you try this out earlier is, and give them a position to gel? I'm gonna be honest. If you're gonna if you're gonna try Brady try Brady Christensen out there, 
give that man the best chance to succeed and let him play at his natural position. True. Like, okay. Yeah, and why yeah, would why that, would he flip I, those two? That's my point. Like, there's like experts of offensive linemen that question why they made the decision to flip those two. Yeah. Taylor Moe's natural position is right. Brady Chris's natural position is right. Why don't you play him there? But I always talk yeah. about I always talk about Matt Rule occasionally having Ron Rivera tendencies when it comes yes. to some of these rookies. And yes. this might be it when it comes to the left tackle. And this might be it when it comes to the offensive line position in general. Yes, Dave. I've been saying the same thing, man, that he has these Ron Rivera tendencies of going with the established veteran over even giving our young players a chance to even fail or succeed at that position. Like you're just kicking the can down the road of evaluation into next year when you also don't know if Deontay Brown or Brady Christensen are ready to be a meaningful starter on the offensive line. Like we're just delaying the inevitable. And that's what's so frustrating um, about this football team right now. Man. Um, when we we're talking about Sam Darnold, I'm, I remember you brought up like he missed uh, Marshall open and everything. You know, it's, it's kind of, it's, this ain't Madden. It's, it's real life. So like if your quarterback's getting hit and hit and hit over and over again, an offensive line can give like perfect protection. He's probably still going to miss that receiver open just from just getting hit so many fucking times. This is the first game, and I've been pretty glowing of Sam Darnold. I think that I've been, you know, I've been one of his bigger defenders, but yet I have always maintained that he had to go out there and prove it, just like Bridgewater had to go out there and prove it. Well, this is the first game that I really feel like Sam Darnold helped to turn the tide in the favor of Philadelphia, man. Throwing it, throwing into double coverage, trying to force the ball to DJ Moore whenever they needed to make a play. I mean, it really lends to this argument that the Panthers don't really have an offense outside of McCaffrey because their offensive line won't allow them to have that kind of yeah. kind of I offense. Can, I can I can I can counter that, and I can't believe I'm defending Sam. But okay. I can counter that by saying Me neither, by the way, but I want to hear But you. no, no, no. I can I can counter that by saying I've been saying since Joe Brady showed up that the quarterback situ the quarterback's not the problem. That's why I didn't agree with the trade. That's why I didn't agree with the pickup of Sam Darnold. Not because I didn't like the guy. I thought it was because of the scheme, right? If this scheme, like if even if Joe Brady's scheme is meant to throw the ball down the field. It's obvious he doesn't have the proper personnel to do that with the line. But Brennan, swapping quarterbacks doesn't fix that problem. Like, and, well, and that's it, the doesn't, thing. It, doesn't, it doesn't fix that problem if it's Sam Darnold. Because I think no. Sam Darnold, it, it, I mean, he can make the deep passes, but he's never going to be able to do it under a tremendous amount of pressure like a Patrick Mahomes or but a Deshaun Watson or but the, some of these but other totally. players. But Cody, the numbers show that he does not, he's not a good deep passer. Like the the statistics show that he's not good throwing the ball deep. But he's never had an offensive line to protect him to do the deep passes. But he even with a clean pocket, like in the NFL, you're not gonna always have a clean pocket. Like that's just the natural yeah. facts of life. Even Patrick yeah, even Patrick yeah. Patrick Mahomes don't have a clean pocket. Like the reason why they the reason why the Chiefs are two yeah. and three right now is because he doesn't have a clean pocket. Let's keep right. it a buck. Yeah. And they don't have a defense. Yeah. Right. And they don't have a defense. So when you so so like there's been passes that Sam Donald threw 
in a NFL clean pocket that he should have hit. So then listen, like, let me shift the, let me shift the conversation to that and I I'll, I'll jump to Nick here. Like what are we feeling about Sam Darnold at, at this point? Is it just too small of a sample size behind the offensive line that is too bad to get an accurate depiction of, of who he is? Or what what are we looking at with Sam Darnold through five games of the season? Well, so so my thing is coming into this season, okay, I knew that we were gonna have him behind a trash O line. And an O-line that wasn't that isn't any better than what he had with the Jets. And I've said since day one that that is the biggest disservice that we've done to him because we need this guy to come in and play. And if he was seeing ghosts in New York, how is coming down here with the trash O-line going to make things any different? So my main focus on this year was just improving him in general as a quarterback, getting him to be a little bit more accurate, get him to open up the field a little bit more than what he's used to, get him to improve. I didn't care about necessarily how the team did in the long run as far as wins, losses, that sort of deal. What I really cared about is Sam developing. So that way next year we could focus on putting an O-line in front of him, and then we're all set. Our defense is already good. You know, we already have quite a few weapons on our offense. You know, so the only thing that's really missing on this team is an O-line, you know? So I, I wasn't – I haven't been too critical on Sam. If anything, I've been defending him just because I want to see what he'll do behind a solid O-line. But if we keep trotting him out there without addressing this O-line and making our star right tackle play right tackle, without putting our rookie left tackle at left tackle, if we can't do that, then, you know, what's the point of playing this season? You know, yeah, we, we, can't mean, even, we can't even protect the guy. But the thing is, we haven't been able to protect our quarterback since 2015. Like, we we didn't we weren't we had mm-hmm. trouble protecting Cam. We had trouble protecting. We've had trouble protecting people since Jordan Gross left. We haven't yeah. put a yep. focus on the offensive line. That is a right. fact. So if we if we yep. want to out if we want to come out here and try to make comparisons about last year versus this year, we already know what the common denominator is. It's the offensive line. Well, we know Brady. And then, then you worry about how quarterback play is going to be. Like, Teddy got a lot of heat because he couldn't close games. But nobody talked about the fact that he had a mediocre defense, too. But now we have Sam Dar- we have Sam Darnold. We're seeing him, how he played well with McCaffrey. And he's won all those games with McCaffrey. And he hasn't been able to win a game without him. And then you got the coach trying to cop pleas for the man, trying to blame this defense of why they're losing instead of blaming a problem in, a, in front of him. That rubbed so many and, people. And, and real, real like, quick, hey, man. Real, so many people. Your defense, real, real quick. Your, your defense is out there fighting tooth and nail to stop this epic failure that is your offense. Then your special teams just whiffs and gives it right away to them. And, and you want to criticize this defense the way you did? I was I Man. was so troubled by that. Like, uh, and I'll, I'll be the first rough. one to give rule a lot of heat, and some people think it's not warranted, and that's fine. But but you guys can't y'all can't defend that. Like you cannot. No, you cannot God, no. defend that. Now now like, there's now that we're a, a little bit into his second year, there is enough of a sample size for people to have legitimate criticisms of Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. Like, we're no longer in that honeymoon phase of, oh, well, he's learning the NFL and blah, blah, blah. No, that's over with. Now, but you see, but here's my problem, Cody. Criticisms. But here's my, here's my problem, Cody. Like, when folks was telling me that, 
it was maddening to me. And the reason why it was maddening to me, even if it's even if it's like a even if it's a valid point, it's still sure. maddening because we're paying this man higher than a lot of NFL head coaches that's yeah. been in the league for a very long time. So he can't get that pass to me. They paid him like it was a, they paid him like it was an Urban Meyer, Dabo Sweeney level level coach. Yeah, and, but and the thing the is kind of money that, that that the kind of money that they gave him. Hold that thought real quick. I want to welcome in my man, my brother, my friend. He's one of the kings of the cat calls. It's Mike. Man, I I ain't even gonna take his intro I from him. Mike, supremely tough. What's up, brother? How you been, man? What's good, boys? I'm good. How y'all doing? Man, we're doing good, doing good, man. We're just trying to figure out what the hell these Panthers are doing, man. We 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 really are. Dave, I'm going to let you finish what you were saying, and then we're going to uh, jump around some more. But continue, please. But now, it's just, my thing is, when you're paying a head coach close to, like, Belichick level of, of, of salary, like, he makes more than Ron Rivera, <laughs> who's proven. As much as y'all feel about Ron, he's proven, he's been a proven coach in his league. Like, he's making more than a lot of coaches. Like, he's probably, like, top five when you talk salaries of head coaches. So I can't like give him that benefit of the doubt of oh he's new to the NFL. I want to paying you. They're paying you all that money, bro. Like you can't. You got that long term deal. They're paying you all this money, so you can't you can't give him a pass. And especially on certain things like clock time management, clock management, because and how he how he comes out of the first half, like things like that. You should improve. Yeah. My man, when they finally asked that man why you keep coming flat in the third quarter, that man said he didn't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, a bad no, answer, you can't dude. You do that right now. Yeah. That's such a yeah. bad answer. It's you your job know? to figure that out. Hey, dude, you don't have an inclination as to what it might be. It's almost you, like you're the head coach. Like, that's what they you, pay you to know, man. It, you, it really you, is frustrating, you, man. I've even you, been saying you, on our Tuesday show that he's starting to really frustrate me with a lot of things. You 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 have played five third quarters in this season, and you've only scored in that third quarter once. And, l- and let me tell you something. Once. Let me tell you something. If I was the head coach and I saw that shit happening after week three, I'd be telling my players, you're staying out on that field, okay? And you weren't going inside until you can start performing in the third quarter the way that you do in the first and the second quarter. That well, is to ridiculous. Me, to me, it's We're not right. even – it's not – but to on top of that, Nick, it's not even just their level of play. To me, if it's if, – if you see a problem that consistently rears its head with the football team, that problem might be the coaching itself. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to start really looking at that oh, no for, doubt. For, you, for, mm-hmm. Joe, for Joe Brady and, and Phil Snow. Who I think that absolutely all of us not. Have been we're not. No. Complimentary we're taking Philip out of this. Would you? Would you do that? Out. We, I'm not we saying, I'm not saying that it. he's done something. Listen, I'm not saying that he's done something in particular that is worthy of criticism. I'm just saying a lot of those, like that Dallas Cowboy game. I don't know if any of y'all watched Brett Coleman's video, his uh, his video that he did about the Panthers and their loss to the Cowboys. But we were in a four-two Tampa defense. Most of that game, like they had a, a a clear advantage on the offensive line against our defense, and it all came down to what Matt Rule, I mean uh, Phil Snow, was calling on the football field. Like now, the only point I'm making is there is now enough time, and we have seen enough film 
that there are real criticisms that we can put forth to all of our coach that are no longer unfair just because he's new to but the NFL. I, I'm um, going to give I'm going to give Phil Snow a bone for the Dallas game, and the reason why I'm yeah, going to give same. Phil Snow a bone for the Dallas game is a couple reasons. One, he lost his he lost J.C. Horn. Two, true, he true. just brought in C.J. Henderson. C.J. Henderson yep. didn't know didn't know the defense yet. He didn't play a lot. Either. So they probably they probably try to play a little bit safe, and that defense still played well in the first half. Like they held him to 13 yeah. points. <clears throat> Part of the reason why we gave up 20 because our offense couldn't do shit going to the third quarter, like we've done four out of the five games. I was saying we weren't playing. We weren't playing New Orleans, Houston, or the Jets. We we're playing Dallas, who had a high-powered offense that'll take advantage of that. Running stuff that he wasn't prepared for. He said they ran things that they didn't see on tape. So, mm-hmm. so think, listen, uh, it's uh, called good coaching. So I want to call good this, coaching. Before we before we move on from Philadelphia, uh, and actually that perfect timing, real quick. Let me add in T Money. T Money, what's going on, bro? What's up with y'all, boy? Chilling, man. Glad you can join us. Real quick, is there anybody who wants to give their thoughts? So we're going to wrap up Philadelphia. If there's anything that you want to say or mention or bring up specifically about that matchup or something that happened in that game, tell me now this is when when I want you to do it. I saw Nick raise his hand, so Nick, go yep. first. Real quick, okay. Matt Rule's comments after the game. How do you think that makes Hassan Reddick feel? That mm-hmm. man is on a one-year deal. We all want him to come back next year. If I'm if I'm Hassan Reddick and I heard Matt Rule say that, I'd be thinking twice about wanting to re-sign with this team. Yeah, just I'm throwing it out there. That. I'm gonna agree to that. If you're Deshaun Jackson, you know you're having the best career or the best season of your NFL You mean Dante career. Jack? Dante? Yeah, Jackson? that's what. Yeah, you okay, know, you're right. I got but, you. Oh, Tom, but, I forgot about that, him too. Yeah, but and you know you you, you forced a fumble. I have some stats. You've got there, you've got a pick, and. Mm-hmm. You know for a fact, as bad as they need corners in the NFL, you hit free agency, you're gonna you, you're gonna make a buku of money, and your head coach gets on national television and tells everybody you didn't do a good enough job. Your defense still didn't do a good enough job. That you have to carry offense and special teams. And yeah, we all love C Mac, but he's making he's one of the highest paid running backs in the NFL, and oh, you gotta carry to, him. We're about to have a whole you gotta discussion. carry him. We're about to. We're about why to would you resign with the Panthers? Way. Yeah. Why? Why would you resign with the Panthers? Uh, Cody, before we up? get to the CMC discussion, I'm just going to say this: I told y'all not to pay that man. I told y'all. Hey, you Cody, Cody. I said Cody. Dave. Team, Dave. Dave, I've been on your team, Dave. I would <laughs> never pay that kind of money to McCaffrey, and especially. In spite of what we're going through now, so listen, we're already kind of talking about it. Is there anyone um, that wants to, all right, is there anyone that wanted to mention okay. something about Philadelphia? Cal- I put Philadelphia in the trunk on Tuesday. Okay, the Supreme has already moved on. I love it, Kevin. What, what, what's up, bro? I would say when uh, when uh, Matt Rule criticized the defense, I'm thinking maybe he tried to do like a Phil Jackson thing when Phil Jackson would blame Kobe, but not shit on like Ron Artest for doing something stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, yeah, Kobe can take it. Ron, not so much. You know. All right, I mean, man. So look, let's t- just tree fitting. Uh, we we better hope that he does. We better hope that he does because we need Hassan Reddick to come back. And if if Rule doesn't take care of things with Reddick, Hassan Reddick's gone. 
Nah, you know, nah. and as it is, we're already going to have to choose which pieces we're anyway. keeping on this defense. Look, we got to figure uh, out how we can afford them anyway. Exactly. I don't think we well, can afford them anyway. This next conversation that we're about to have is going to play into this, man, because let's just do it. Let's get real spicy on the Friday free-for-all, y'all, Ooh. because we need to talk about Christian McCaffrey is inactive against Minnesota. And Joe Person put out a tweet. And I'll share it with you right now. After Sunday, Christian McCaffrey will have missed 16 of the 22 games the Panthers have played since Matt Rule arrived. And I'm here to tell you that is not a very good thing. And I've been trying to have a very honest discussion on this podcast about whether or not Christian McCaffrey is injury prone. And a lot of fans of Christian McCaffrey don't want to come to that realization that, oh, you know, it's just been a bunch of different injuries. They're kind of isolated incidents. Well, okay, y'all, he continues to miss time for the Panthers, and we're paying him a ton of money to miss time. And then our Mm -hmm. our offense looks so terrible without him that Matt Rule even said in his press conference that he was like, yeah, sometimes we kind of had to learn that the hard way that we were too dependent on Christian. So, guys, let's have this conversation. Right. And I'll, I'll, I'll put it like this. What should we do about Christian McCaffrey? And Drew, he wanted to have this discussion. He told me beforehand. So I'm going to pass it to you, brother. The mic's all yours, man. What you got to tell the people? People going to hate this, but it's time to trade Christian McCaffrey. It's time uh, to rip the band-aid off and trade uh, Ooh, Here we go, Everybody, y'all. I knew it was coming. I'm telling Shots. you. Guys. It's time to trade Christian McCaffrey. If the man is not available, what good is he to this football team? This he is only is good not when he's on the field. He's missed 16 out of the 22 games that rule his coach. He is the highest paid running back in the NFL. And his offense is entirely too damn dependent on Christian McCaffrey. If he's but, not there, but, we fall apart. Throw away the season? So, so let me, let me, let me, let's let's keep this a buck here. Let's think about this what ain't happened. Mad, man. Exactly. Let's 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 think about what happened last year, right? Because last year, McCaffrey was there the first couple games. We didn't win a game. He left. They figured out how to work. Like Teddy, you as much as y'all want to give him heat for not closing out these games, Teddy figured out a way to make it work without him. He had mm-hmm. three receipt. He had three play four plays that had a thousand all-purpose yards. For two quarters or three quarters a game. Huh? For two quarters or three quarters a game. Do not act like Teddy offense didn't shut down to same way Sam Donald's offense. It's a Joe Brady problem. We know it's a Brady problem, but my point is now we're in a, we're in a, we finally, we brought in a different quarterback and this quarterback has been ultra dependent on CMC, ultra dependent on CMC. He checks down to him all the time, but it's just like the offer from last year. But now when CMC is out of the picture, what happens? We see more turnovers. We see more mistakes. We see old Sam instead of new Sam. So, and that's why, like, I'm very fascinated to see how he plays against Minnesota this week. It's a we're gonna, like, You're just making the point for Christian McCaffrey to be on the team still. But last right, so, year, what you mean, so what do you mean by that, Kevin? Well, you're saying he makes all these mistakes without him. But that just means that's Sam, dude. Like that's then, on Sam. Yeah. That's on Sam and the office and the office coordinator. That ain't on Christian. Because we saw what happened with Christian last year. 
He we didn't win a single he, game. He was on the on the wrong foot. They sat him out most of the last year because they didn't want to. But play. the three games they that he played, we lost. First of all, this 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 we haven't been we haven't been winning with him on the roster. And if you ask most general managers. You never build your entire offense around a running back. And by the way, I just want to let y'all know that this this applies to Derrick Henry. It applies Mm -hmm. to Alvin Kamara. It applies to Dalvin Cook. You really shouldn't be that dependent upon a running back. You have to. to. Right, right. But the thing is, think think about what you just said. Think about what you just said. You have to. You have to. yeah, but who's won a who's won We're a chip with that? Look at the last set of Super Bowl champions and, and ask yourself how much they're paying their running backs. Look at them. Look at them all. Look at Tampa Bay. Look they're at Kansas City. Peanuts. They're, not even Kansas top City, 10. Kansas City won a Super Bowl before they was paying anybody though. But no, Kansas but City. What he's saying Kansas is, City. look at the running backs that have won Super Bowls in the last ten Christian years. McCaffrey None of them were in the top back. ten of being paid running backs. Receiving. Y'all can't have it both ways when y'all on. I want to give up a thousand yards y'all, receiving. Y'all can't have it both ways when okay, y'all on his nuts. Yeah, when y'all on his nuts, he's the best all-purpose back. He can do everything. He's the best running back slash receiver in the league. He's technically so good that if he wanted to, he could just play slot receiver and not even play running back at all. That's he what should. Y'all on his he nose. is that good. He is that good. He, hey, he real should. quick. Hey, real Hope. quick. Let me add, let me uh, add, let me add another yeah, guess to it. Bad. Back at all. bad. What's going on? Bad. He is that good. He is that good. So first and, and foremost, let me add, let me add. Bad. You might need to mute your microphone. So that way, this you gotta, will, uh, you gotta close it out on YouTube. Yeah, you might you might yeah, need to close, close out, out your YouTube, YouTube or, um, or or put in your earbuds, so that way there's no uh, no feedback noise. Dude, whenever I hear better? myself, whenever I hear myself on YouTube, I'm like, ugh, that's what I sound like. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. No, but you're good, brother. Go ahead, man. What the reality of the matter call, is, man? Christian McCaffrey's contract makes it impossible to trade him to begin with. Period. That's the point. But you're okay. you're gonna incur yeah, so like much good money. Rashad not even with the cap numbers, it'll be bad. We still got Teddy Bridgewater on the books. We've still got, you know, we're we're on the hook for for Sam Darnold next year. They're not going to want to incur more debt by t- trading Christian McCaffrey. I mean, if anything, they're probably shutting him down just purely to keep him on the shelf for next year. I mean that that that's speculation, but I mean. If it's they are really going to be doing that, flying his dog nah, shit. Nah, not for Nick. Right? They, they, they would have IR'd him if that was the case, man. So, I, I, yeah. I agree. I mean, Ooh. I think that it's really I, – I don't know if they're doing it for gamesmanship. I don't – quite frankly, I don't understand a fucking thing that that coach does. I really don't. No, it pretty what much, was, what it pretty much was – but it pretty much was the thing that they could have did from the beginning was put him on IR for three games, and then we wouldn't be expecting looking every week. Oh, is he coming back? Is he coming back? Is he coming back? You would just know he was out for at least three weeks. Yeah, but I think that you, you really believe in the miraculous healing power of CMC, and he's going to make himself go before he can. He's really ready to go. That's what that well, well, here's my thing, and I said this a few months ago. I said this during the last season about CMC and his injuries. I said, look, man, the injuries are different when you got paid. When you get paid, the injuries are different. The injuries are just different. Like you're not like when you haven't gotten your deal, you're gonna play through more than what you are once you got your deal. When you're the high, yeah. when you're not the highest paid running back in the NFL, you'll play through and, more. When you and, are and the and highest that, paid running back, but, in the NFL, and, and, and not just not, being the highest paid, but he's got the most guaranteed money, and that's the thing. That's the thing that makes him untradeable. So, I mean, we, we really need to stop having the we discussion. Pay it. Can exactly. he trade? Yeah, yeah having. 
And having these fantasy football Madden trades in our heads, like if we see he's hurt, he's missed, what was the stat, the last 16 out of the last 22 games, you think the rest of the league don't see that? So that whole when people be like, oh, well, we could trade CMC and get two, three starting off as well. Well, well, hold on there. Hold on there. You might as well just giving up on the season, too. Listen, to bolster, to jump on top of what Kevin was saying, listen, we're excited about Christian McCaffrey coming back. Like, I don't want to make it seem like me or or, or Drew or, or David, like anyone just wants to get rid of him. We we, we all, I, I mean, at least I think, we would all agree that, especially now, we're a much better football team with Christian McCaffrey on the field than he's not on the field. No one is denying that. I, I just think what we're talking about, we're paying one of the richest running back contracts in the NFL right now for a player who continues to not see the field. And, yes, ab- availability is the best ability. But if he is not seeing the field, if you even decide to trade him, are you going to get the best value you can get? No. no you're going to have to lowball sell him. Pretty much, if you want to trade CMC right now while he keeps getting hurt back to back to back, you're going to look like Philly with Ben Simmons, where you just talk about trading him. For months and months and months, but you couldn't get what you wanted, so then you just keep it. You're gonna look like the, the bills. Problem, the problem is too, and, and, no, the problem is too, is like like he said about the cap. All that guaranteed money still gonna have to get paid by us, and we're gonna have to pay, and it gets accelerated when you trade them. So right. Like, the biggest problem a, that it's we, not an easy thing to do. So then are we just stuck? Uh, so then, uh, if if Christian is or isn't injury prone. Uh, we're pretty much. It just is what it is at this point. We can't move him yet. We can't it's move him. It's gonna be another game. We, we we can't move him till two years. Now yes. we can, we could do one of them. Uh, trade him on a June first, some next year. Not this coming June, but the year after that. But you're kind of stuck with him. Uh, that's why. That's why. Good thing. You need you need to get somebody who's going to be healthy enough. So, to re- healthy enough. To play running back on a primary basis, and we I know do. people don't want to hear this. Okay, then yeah. well, he's got there and play like more than a rookie. But right so, now he's playing like. Well, rookie. no, he had a good game last week. No, no, he did, but his limitations are offensive line, just like the passing game's limitation is offensive line. The quarterback's limitations is offensive line. So you get a stronger offensive line, it doesn't matter your scheme. It doesn't matter who's the offensive coordinator. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is or the running back. You could always a bad offensive line so much before it slaps you in the face. There's a lot of that, man. And it's like a lot of people said earlier that, you know, we we know that a lot of this is on Joe Brady. And Joe Brady is not above criticism. And I have criticized his play calling. I have criticized his play calling, too. But my argument with Sam Donald and Teddy Bridgewater was the same no matter what, that you're never going to see the best of Joe Brady's play calling if whoever's playing quarterback doesn't even have a second of reliable pass protection, like exactly. it's just a recipe yeah. for disaster. I want yeah. to get some The offense is a three part problem that revolves in a cycle right now lack of trust in the offensive line, lack of trust in the quarterback, and then the dependency on CMC. Because when you have CMC, you don't have to make but so many reads in your three, four seconds. It's DJ, yeah. 
CMC, because it ain't a linebacker, free safety alive that can guard CMC one-on-one. Yeah. So why would I keep going through my progressions if I know I can throw this three-yard pass to CMC and he get 10, 13, 15 every time? Yep. And the defense sure. knows and that. So, so the, a defensive, if a defense has to guard C-Mac, if he's out on the field, they may change their defense on how they approach 100%. Carolina if they know Christian McCaffrey's playing. They and know they're going to have DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey on that field at the same time. They're going to step back and say, wait a minute. Now, if yeah. they know they don't have C-Mac there, then it's fair game. I want to get Supreme to I want to get Mike in on this conversation, man. Uh, what what are you thinking about Christian McCaffrey? I mean, are we are we overblowing this? Is you know it should I mean we have a bunch of dead money that we're going to have to incur? But what, what are you feeling about Christian? And I think maybe I need to add on to this. Like, do the Panthers have any offensive chances if Christian McCaffrey isn't on the field, especially against Minnesota, who does have a plethora of good weapons to move the ball around to? I mean, we got a chance. I mean, like you said, it is what it is. And yeah, if it, what concerns me is he practiced Wednesday. He didn't practice Thursday and Friday. So it seems like this hamstringy thing is going to linger on a little bit more than Which is what a hamstring does, which is why yeah. off, the rib, off the rib, they should have just put him on IR for three weeks, and then we wouldn't be playing this game of fooling ourselves every week. My man worked out too and much. And we would have an extra days. roster spot. I said before the season, we should have traded uh, Robbie Anderson. And mm. Y'all ready to yep. talk about it? No. Y'all ready yep. to talk about it? I don't understand how y'all say that. I don't understand how y'all say that either. That's it. One good catch. Who does yeah. Honestly, I'll, I think I'll, so. I'll, tell, I'll tell you why we can say that. We can say that because the dude hasn't been performing this year. And then he gets all butt hurt whenever a defender figures out his routes. He's like, been open a lot. Problem. That's he's not been open a lot. That's the problem. He's getting he, open. There's just no he, time to actually deliver the ball. Yeah, he's been open a whole bunch. Yeah. He's, if if you calculate all the times he was overthrown or not throw two, we would have won several of these games we lost. But, but but guys, my, 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 opinion, my opinion about Robbie Anderson is that he plays a cursed position for the Panthers, yeah. and that yep. he is a deep threat receiver. And everything that I'm about to say for Robbie Anderson also applied to Curtis Samuel. The offensive line was never going to give the quarterback enough time to re- to build a reliable connection with Robbie Anderson downfield. Now, that isn't to say that those throws still can't be made or that Sam hasn't missed some of them, but so much of that quarterback receiver position is being on rhythm and being, uh, you know, on the same page at the same time, knowing that you can get the ball downfield, and there just isn't much of that for Robbie Anderson. And that's what I was saying about that's what I was saying about Sam in the offseason is that when you're going the game manager route of uh, him or Jimmy G in, in San Francisco or any kind of mid level like that, Jared Goff. Not that you're going to be able to hit the downfield pass consistently all game. It's just when you have those three to five shots a game, you have to hit on a couple of them. You can't miss on all of them. And, I mean, you can't get mad at Robbie. And the whole trade, Robbie, we loved them in the preseason. What has Terrence Marshall showed in the regular season at all that should be the number two receiver on this team? We but love I mean, shots. He's still getting – so the here, problem, here's, the problem, here's my problem. The problem 
No, here's my thing, man. The we thing love Sean Smith in the preseason. He can't even get a jersey now. No. We'll go to Dave. We'll go to Dave and then we'll go to Bad after after Dave. Here's here's my thing with Robbie. My thing about paying Robbie was this. Paying Robbie puts a lot of other things at risk. You like your you like the fact that we traded for uh for, for Gilmore? We gotta pay him. You like yep. the fact that we we you like the fact you, you want to fix your offensive line? Well, we're gonna have to pay somebody because we can't just do it through the draft. You like Reddit? you like the fa- you you like the fact DJ Moore has a year left on his Brian deal. Burns. We need to extend him. Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick. We gotta pay these guys. Big time so positions too. And so we that's not Robbie's problem. Guys. The biggest part of the problem. No, no, no. no. I didn't say. I didn't say it was Robbie's problem. But the biggest part of the problem that messed up the contract period is you paid CFC two years too early before you had to. That well, messed up everything else behind him. That's a different discussion. You can say the same thing about. You can say the same thing about paying Shaq because before this year, you weren't happy with Shaq either. Yeah, both of them were paying too early. Yeah, my point is, is that we're out here. We pay Robbie Anderson. And we're putting a lot of other things at risk. Because when I, the first thing I thought when we gave Robbie Anderson with that contract was, damn, they're actually are fine with letting DJ Moore walk with his contracts up. Yeah. No. And I'm like, that's what I thought. Because I'm like, yo, you can't pay him that much money and then expect DJ to not ask for Well, but Dave, you know why it was stupid to me? Look how many good receivers come in the draft every year. Wide receivers are coming into the NFL more prepared than they ever have been before, man. You can find Terrence Marshall ain't showing me that. Zilstra's been better than Robbie Anderson. All right, but hold on to your money. Justin Jefferson last year was the second round pick, and that guy had a a, a record breaking rookie season. The only point that I'm trying to make here is that when you have all these other defensive players, and other players at positions that typically get paid very high contracts. And why are you sinking and co- money into a receiver position when that position by its nature is so replaceable? This is what kills me about our fan base, though. Why do we act surprised about stuff we already knew coming in? When we signed Robbie, we knew two things. What? We, we knew what two things when we signed him. We knew he was a temple, Matt Rule boy, looking for another shot. Yeah, he's and we knew he was looking for a big contract if he had a good year. So you can't bring him in with those two we already know and then act surprised that, oh, we paid him. He's a Matt Rule boy who was looking for a big contract. Same thing with Hassan. Hassan is a temple boy who loves Phil so system and is looking for a long-term deal. You can't yeah, actually do that stuff we already knew. I want to add something real quick. Um, yeah. I know people keep saying, well, next year the cap's going up. We'll have more money. Let's understand something. Yes, Robbie too. Anderson this year makes 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 about a little over – he makes about $8.5 million, a little over $8.5 million. Next year he's going to 16 – a little over $16.5 million. Shaq Thompson gets – well, this year he's making uh, $8 million. Next year – he goes up to eighteen million. They're gonna push the money back like they did and, this year. And and oh, I mean now Shaq Thompson money. is cuttable after next year, like twenty twenty three. But yeah. Robbie Anderson, I mean some of these contracts jump up. Now Christian McCaffrey, he ain't been making about six million this year, but next year it's going up. 
They're going to no. keep restructuring deals. You can get around no. the salary cap if you want to get around the salary cap. And the no, best, we only have, uh, and the best team that shows that is in our division. In New Orleans, every year we do the, oh, oh New Orleans is 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 million over the cap. And they still sign what they want. And they still figure it out. Well, last year was Drew Brees. Drew Brees was the biggest issue with their cap last coming into this season, yeah. and he retired. And Drew Brees, Drew Brees restructured every year. If you pay, I mean, if you looked at the numbers anyway. Well, restructured. They, they just converted. They just converted. Or converted uh, in the sign base salary to bonus. And yeah, I mean, they got the, the same Saints amount of money. The office just, does voodoo, man. I'm telling you, they've done. They've been doing voodoo for years. They figured out some kind of black magic to always get out of the salary cap hell. That's what I'm saying. They I stopped paying that every offseason. Off, they do it every offseason. They they um, keep who they want out of their core and they sign whatever free agents they want to sign. So I've been stopped saying that every offseason about New Orleans. Hey, so real quick before we go any further, man, uh, CK is not here to give me that uh, that nice voice that he has. But there's 105 people watching, man. Hit the thumbs up. We definitely appreciate it. Hit the like. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell for every single time the C3 podcast goes live and brings you content like this, man. That's what we're here to do. We talk about Panthers football. And, uh, yeah, man, tell them. Subscriber shame. (laughs) And, um, yeah, man, we're trying to continue to do big things over here at C3. Um, I thank you all for joining me today because sitting here and hanging out with y'all, is much more fun than watching this abysmal Clemson Tiger offense. Oh. I'm about to shut this shit <laughs> off, man. It's hey, embarrassing, Cody, dude. You see Ross when he faked the injury when he dropped that pass? Oh, dude, he dropped the pass, and then it was like he broke his ankle in the yeah. same. Dude, it's a That's fucking so problem. Right you now, know, man. honestly, I would take watching even a shitty Clemson team over watching any of the Pac-12 bullshit that I have to endure every single year. So oh, I mean, just count no. your blessings, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, and then DJ just overthrew Rock. It's bad. Anyway, man, let's continue on this <laughs> yeah, path. Yeah, yeah wanna... go ahead, man. No, I, 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 I let's just catch you. <laughs> you, you. You may wanted to talk about this later. What's that dude that I saw on Twitter throw at 80 yard bomb? Oh, Matt Corral. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like that. You have to give me... We'll talk about him. I got, I got to yeah. take a minute to, to find the video. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, okay, but no. As a matter of fact, let's do this then. Let's shift that perform or that the conversation to Sam Darnold. Uh, and I just want anyone to to jump in on this. I'll actually go first to tell you where I'm at with Sam. I think that Sam Darnold has the potential still to be a good quarterback, meaning the type of quarterback that when you put a good team around him, and then when you give him some chances with offensive line and receiver help. Yeah, that guy can be a good quarterback. I could see him one day under the right circumstances, maybe being on the level of like a Kirk Cousins or a Matt Ryan, a quarterback that can really win you some football games. However, if we're going to have this conversation about whether or not Sam Darnold is an elite-level franchise quarterback, I'm telling you I haven't seen that from him yet. And frankly, I don't know that he's in the right situation to even have that kind of performance this year very few teams have those well and so i and i've kind of it kind of goes back to i don't know if you guys listen to the the roar podcast that john ellis does or not but 
one of the con- constant themes that he brings up, and I, I, I've subscribed to it for years, is your quarterback should elevate the play of the people around you, not be elevated by the play of the people around you. Yes. And that's that's a major issue. I mean, you know, he's force he force feed. One thing we know at this point is he, he's going to force feed DJ, right? That's about the only person he's going to. That's his first read. That's where he's going with the ball. If we know it, every other team knows it. And they know that all they have to do is get a little bit of interior pressure on him, and he's going to do what he does, right? Um, a little, so though? Have we Last seen – I haven't seen anything that makes me think that he is is about to turn the corner or will turn the corner in the near future. I mean, and to be quite frank, after four years of being, of being in the NFL, I think you are who you are, you know? I mean – development development is hard i mean that's part of the reason why i don't understand why you know deontay brown and brady christensen aren't seeing the field because you're basically playing a bunch of washed up vets who quite who are just not that good i mean you're at least with with developmental talent who are in their rookie years you can kind of start to groom them but And the excuses for Deontay Brown can't get on the field because he's getting hurt in practice. Yeah, I don't know if if y'all heard about that today. He was, uh, I think they said it was was a non-contact leg injury. I think it was calf, I think, to Deontay Brown. And he was was carted, yeah, he was carted off the field. But, you know, I'm talking about Sam Darnold. He looks like a 23-year-old quarterback. Because he He's is a 23 year old quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he looks like. First year in the office, too. You know who else is like a 23 year old quarterback? Yeah. Justin Herbert's like a 23 year old quarterback. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> he got a good offensive line. Dave, don't get me started on Justin, bro. Don't get me started on Justin. Herbert looks like a 20. We could have fixed our entire offensive line in one draft. Yeah. Cody's pushing now. Oh, dude! I, I, listen, man, that was my draft crush. Cody, though, I will you know, say it all the time. I was, I was wrong about Justin. I hated Justin Herbert just because. Bro, his that, that was my guy. I mean, he's a four point oh. Look on the bright dude. side. At least yeah. we're not Miami. And yeah, we had a chance dude, to take Justin. Oh, and we took Tua, uh, but I mean, are we? Mm. I hated Tua. I didn't like Tua at all. Coming Miami no, has a good Miami, defense. Bro. We, Miami yeah. has a good defense and no quarterback. Not this year. They don't have shit. Not this year. Yeah, their defense is horrible. But historically, I mean, that's who, who they—that's who they were last year. I mean, they ain't this year, I don't know what they are. Nah, but I they said they're always going to be straight though. With, you know. hey, are we ready for this conversation? Are we ready for this conversation? No, wait, I, I got to make oh, my thing. Oh, yeah, Sam. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So my thing with Sam is, I when we brought in Sam, I always said he was going to be game manager. Sam, I thought I thought that Sam Donald's job was to be the game manager. I thought our defense was going to be better, mm-hmm. and all the and the mm-hmm. defense was going to do their job and keep us in these games. And Sam was just going to manage the game, not turn the ball over, and we'll win. We'll win some football games. And the first three games, that's exactly what it looked like. It looked the first three games was exactly mm-hmm. what I expected out of Sam Donald. Yeah. And then CMC gets hurt, and I gave him credit for closing out the game against Houston after the CMC injury. And then the fourth game happened. And we came out there lackluster. Sam didn't do anything coming out of the half. Started having turnovers. Sam, though. Sam, though. Sam. Why are we saying Sam? Why not saying Joe Brady? 
Because it's Sam, not Joe Brady. It's Joe Brady no, isn't throwing the football. But it's been a Joe Brady thing for two years. No, but don't get me wrong. Joe Brady hasn't performed. No, here's the thing. If you're going to tell me that Joe Brady threw them interceptions, fine. But I can't do that. Well, and interceptions. To, yes. to interject for Bobby Anderson would tell you that because he would say they obviously keep sitting on the same route. So why are you not running different routes? That was his whole thing. Yo, two of those picks, four out of those six picks, four out of those five picks came from passes to DJ Moore. Well, and, and one, he wasn't no, I'm saying I'm saying I'm saying from a from a concept, you have the whole point of setting up different receiver routes is to set up later plays for later in the game. So if I keep running a comeback, and it works three, four times in the first half. That doesn't mean run yes. 10 more comeback routes. Well, that means we're setting up the comeback routes to eventually run a double move. To be fair, though, if you watch the All-22, he was running different routes. That That's completely that's completely false. I mean, he wasn't running the same fucking route. Yeah, he, <laughs> he just – it's just it's... – so, so, okay, what are, we, what are we feeling about the Robbie Anderson – Blow up on that sideline. Is there some? You know, he was really. I guess from the what the time we just heard, probably just making it up. It, it don't exist. I, I no, don't blame no, him. No, no. Well, I mean, during the the Panthers town hall, talked about it was about the um. He was yelling at the passing game coordinator. So like he was like going at him, at him because they weren't changing the routes. And Matt Rule, Matt Rule said there was an issue, and he, and Matt Rule pretty much said what Robbie. Yeah. So I mean, Matt Rule, yeah, Matt Rule also threw the defense under the bus this game. That's so I don't believe a single word. Robbie, Robbie wanted to run some. Uh, I think it was some double double move plays or something, mm-hmm. and they didn't they run them. And, and and they didn't run them. And that's what Robbie was upset about. He figured that if they run them, he could score the touchdown. But they didn't want to run them. And it was the so game coordinator that called that. Yeah, well, the cornerback. Because with his speed, if, if the corner sits on his route and he keeps going, yeah, I was just saying that the cornerback from Philadelphia even even said it uh, in his presser. He said that Robbie was running the same route, so he knew that when they ran, when he was in that particular formation, what route he was running. So he just sat on it and waited for Sam to throw the ball. Stephen Hey, that, I wanted to I wanted to bring this up. I got everybody here. I'm not. I don't want to completely turn the, the discussion away from what we're talking about, but I want to preface what I'm about to say with this. J.C. Horn is an incredible football player. We all think J.C. Horn is going to be an incredible football player. Think okay? we made a mistake? But if we're going to talk about what the Panthers should have done, how about this, y'all? Rashawn Slater yeah. might be the best left tackle in football. Yeah. Not, not the best. Not the best mm-hmm. rookie left tackle, not the best young left tackle, the mm-hmm. best left tackle mm-hmm. in football. Yo, he shut down. And he it's shut a- down Miles Garrett. He shut down I have a question. Bro, I have a question. Like, Cody, I have a very important question, and I need you guys to hear this question because I need I need I need a clear understanding to make sure you guys can answer this question. Can Rashawn Slater Play three positions at the same damn time. <laughs> no, but, but, but Dave, and it that's doesn't the matter. But... Dave, the Panthers, the Panthers. I'm not saying that our offensive line would be 100 percent better, Dave. No, but we wouldn't. all know 
the Panthers have not had a left tackle worth a no. damn than Central Jordan Groves. And, and you're going to tell me that this and offensive line wouldn't be better? And our biggest Jordan. problem last week was still you, interior offensive line. Do you trust? Do you trust Matt Rule to play him at left tackle? If he's a first round pick, yeah, damn no. sure. Assume I, that he's that he's going to be playing. Brown started. This rookie year, didn't he? So well, a lot of our a lot of our young players under, under him ended up starting. Brown did, yeah. over, listen again. I, I love JC Horn, but but I, but, I, but there's is, a difference. I don't think the way we did free agency, there was no way in hell. Even no. if we would have. I agree. I agree. But I want to get to the to the bigger point that I'm trying to make here, and the the same reason. And again, I can't outright confirm this. But based on what Joe Person said to us when we interviewed him on the C3 beat check, he said to us that they are very specific about measurement requirements mm-hmm. from position to position. So that, uh, Scott Fitterer had that same ideology when it came to cornerbacks when they were up there building the Legion of Boom. Brady Christensen will not play left tackle for the Carolina Panthers because they believe his arms are too short. It's the dumbest shit in the world. And I'm here to tell you that the, that the Panthers passed on Rashawn Slater, again, potentially the best left tackle in football right now, a major position of need because his arms were too short. It's the yeah. dumbest shit I mean, that's, in the world. That's what y'all are talking about, but the one that hurts me a little bit more is the – I mean, from the looks of it, the TMJ over pre Humphrey selection is no, the no, one no, that. No. Right. Hey, all you, all you, Justin Fields truther, truthers, you ready for this? Ooh. Ready for this one? Oh boy! Another oh. thing that came from the town hall. Oh. Sheena pretty much said that, uh, in in a nutshell, that they talked to um, talked to Scott Fitterer. <laughs> they made a decision to tr- trade for Sam Darnold. After the Ohio State Pro Day with Justin Fields, right, I heard they that saw part. something. Ooh, really? They saw. They saw. Yeah, something. I heard that. Too. I guess they didn't want. I can I can believe it. And yeah. dude, if Sam Darnold, how about if Sam Darnold? No, but she also done. said she also said the flip side of that could have been they were so impressed by his pro day that they didn't think it was no way he was going that late in the draft either. But still, yeah, if, that's if you a don't good think point. No, that's actually a there, good point, T-Money. I didn't think about If you don't that. think he's going to be there and he's there, you take him. I mean, that's not even a discussion, right? Truth, 100%. I mean, yeah, but at, at that, you got to realize what point we were at whenever it came time for the draft. We already had Sam, and we were already paying on Teddy. So what are you going to do? Still you know, pay on Teddy, still have Sam, still have, you know, have the two a, backups uh, that we had at that point know, and yeah. draft fields? What this really comes down to, I think – but Russell Wilson, we, sh- we should be asking ourselves: Is do we trust Matt Rule at all? Right. Well, I've already been because, asking all that. Yeah, because I, I don't. Right. I think the Teddy Bridgewater decision was a bad decision. Yeah, and that's a real call. Right. I don't trust I thought Extending extending Christian McCaffrey was a bad decision. Whether or not that was Herney or him, he still had a hand in it. He's he's True. at the end of the day, he has a whole lot of say just like Pete Carroll does in Seattle as to who gets paid and who doesn't and who's on the roster and who isn't and who they draft and who they don't. And, and, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, and go the ahead. reality of the matter is the reason we don't have an offensive line and didn't prioritize it is a hundred percent because of, because of Matt rule. 
And, you know, then you talk about his questionable game management. You talk about the personnel decisions he's made. I mean, it's, I understand we're two years into a three-year process, but I mean, I, you know, after what, 20, 21 games now, the we have to ask the question, is this team well coached? And I can't say that it is. I don't think it is like yeah. at all. Hey, uh, shout out real quick. Hold on, real, real quick. 89J subs with the 199 says Slater, Creed, Trey Smith. What could have been? Yeah, that's it's what, that's what I said the other day. <laughs> it, it, it's official. The offensive line is where the Panthers and their front office Listen, specifically whiffed major but, this but year. But I'm a, if I you know I'm a, you know I'm a South Carolina fan. We made a mistake. We should have got Slater. Oh, okay. This is what that yeah. hindsight 2020 makes people yeah, forget. But you it's know, let's, let's, let's say that back. now. It's, it's, it's easy to say that now because we got corners on corners on corners on corners on corners. But do you remember how we were thinking about the quarterback position before the draft? We I'm nobody sure. was in short of, of Dante and everybody is now because Dante really was playing in that draft, right? Again, but listen, we have to be able to I have these the conversations corner. fairly and say, listen, that our criticism is not of JC Horn. No, if if well, anything, if anything, JC Horn, we're just realizing, even though it was only three games, we're having to realize the hard way what JC Horn meant. To the Panthers' backfield, man, they already knew not to throw the also, ball at J.C. Horn. He's well, a shutdown corner. It's also like, no, but, I, but I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, before, say if J.C. say if we didn't take J.C. and we took Slater before the draft, we were all not as sure of Dante as are right now, right? Yeah, is that true, safe to say? True, true, no. true. And who would have been our number two corner before the draft? Who would have been a uh, was it? Before you mean in free agency or you mean in the draft? Uh, it was I'm, saying, I'm saying before the before the draft, after free agency. So that means you have to take uh, Anderson off, you have to take Gilmore off, you have to take Keith Taylor off. <laughs> so who was the number two? It would have been Boye. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Boye was listed yeah. as Boye. number two. Yeah. So it would have been listen, Boye. We had, we had a bunch of different holes to to fill, and that's yeah. Boye with a suspension. A, a lot of people were, but, a, a and, lot of people were calculating that uh, Pride was was going to give an opportunity yeah. to play nickel, but we knew we I needed mean, a corner either way, regardless of what round you got him in. So and listen, not, I, just, I wanna, not just not not remember AJ, AJ was suspended. But, AJ was suspended for the first two games, so that meant. Troy Pry was going to be your starting cornerback for the two, yeah. for the first two games. We definitely need a corner on that draft. That. I'm not saying that. I'm but but saying but but one pick. little move like that might have changed the entire directory of the draft. It's like so, well, I mean, what what because if if JC Horn was sitting there, what does Denver take? Does do they take their corner? Right. You know, Dallas wanted a corner originally. They had they they liked the linebacker, but that wasn't their top need. So. There's, would have never traded a pick to the Bears, so the Bears wouldn't have got fields. So back, just to play devil's advocate, imagine a scenario where we had a competent GM last year who didn't extend Christian McCaffrey, traded him when he tried to hold out to a team that was stupid enough to pay him, and we walked into this draft with two first-rounders. You could have gotten I, Rashawn Slater and Jason Warren. I, 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 I think Tepper had more involved in that. 
What in Christian McCaffrey's personality has ever showed that he was going to hold out, though? But yeah. that, that was the rumor. But there were rumors. They were never substantiated. Yeah. But then it comes to money. She's all about football. About it. And, uh, uh, and listen, my, uh, this is my match. It came off of a third year. It was all just thoughts. But I, what I was thinking about doing was uh, uh, taking Isaiah Simmons with our eighth pick that we had and then yeah. trading McCaffrey to the Broncos because they already had that Denver connection. And then getting Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. That was the play that I had in my hand. But that wouldn't have been a good. What is he for the Niners? I don't never hear Javon Kinlaw's he's, name. Yeah. Apparently he's well, done with he the injuries too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I haven't like I mean, followed him. Would trade him a, an all-star close, running back for a defensive tackle? I had that same idea, though. That it, Kevin, that, they, they, they playing mad like we trading Christian McCaffrey and getting three starting offensive linemen tomorrow. Like, it's yeah. mad. Well, well, listen uh, again, and this goes back to something that Dave said about not even playing the guys that we have on the roster. I mean, listen, but uh, another frustration that I have with Fitterer and Matt Rule, it comes down to this philosophy thing that I'm talking about. Oh, we're not going to play a guy at left tackle if his arms are too short. Or we're going to go with the veteran guys because we don't trust the rookies yet. Another one is if you felt like a franchise quarterback fell to you in the draft, why are you thinking that that you should pass on him if you're not 100% sure what you have in Sam Darnold? Because you already have too much money in the quarterback position. Because but you got an idiot making decisions. That, yeah, I mean, but listen, okay, honestly, it, did, did that trade really preclude us from taking a quarterback? Yes, I mean, it no, would have looked a, no, it, it would have looked, no. looked a if little If you listen, David, David told us months that it did. If we would have took the left tackle in the draft, we probably would have traded for a corner. Is that not what well, you were repeatedly saying before the draft? That once yeah. we traded for Sam Donald, that killed any chance of taking a yeah, yeah, I thought so. I, yeah. I myself yeah, thought so. Like once, once we, once we traded for Darnold, I said there's no way we're gonna take Fields. Yeah, yeah. But then I said the only lineman they probably were interested in was Sewell. So the only one I felt like Sewell would be probably. the pick if he's sitting there well, at eight, but nobody else. Yeah. It'll well, and Sewell, Sewell had small arms too. He's got short arms too. So no, I mean, and, but the, the funny thing is, if you go back and look at the Panthers confidential and they go down the list of like the players yeah. and what they were going, going in, Fields is on that list. Fields was Fields was low as shit on that list. There was a lot of other yeah, people. Why? That's Cody. so stupid to me, dude. That was the number two ranked player on my entire big board. Cody. In the entire draft, I had Justin Fields number two. I know my team sucks. But the dude. moment we traded for what? Now, the moment that happened, honestly. that ends that. So people were like, oh, we'll still take Fields at eight, even though we just traded for Donald. And I'm like, no, the hell no, we're no, not. We won't. If they no, were smart, we'll put pieces around the man. We have to remember how draft boards work. Draft boards for an NFL team is not just, oh, this is the best player, this is the second best player. It's Team needs and positional and all that goes into a team making their draft board. I was gonna so say, again, because you had so much investment in the quarterback position already, that dropped fields automatically on their board. What were you saying, Kevin? I was gonna say, uh, you said the stupidest thing you heard was somebody talking about short arms, why he wouldn't be a good left tackle. I remember when Andy Dalton was coming in the draft, and somebody said they wouldn't draft him because he had red hair. 
And <laughs> don't do well. Well, to be fair, that's totally wrong with him. Never forget, yeah. never forget, there's a lot of NFL teams that pass on Lamar Jackson. Yep. Bill Polian, who was a Hall of Fame GM, said he was a running back. And, and swore by that on ESPN. Isn't he like fifth in passing yards right now? He is. Dude, he's right more, now, Lamar, no, right now, Lamar Jackson has more total yards than like Most 10 other football teams. Yeah. yeah, Lamar Jackson. If Lamar was his own team, I think when I looked at it, he would be 15 in total offense. Who's this receiver? Marquise Brown Hollywood, is number one. Man. They got Sammy Watkins. But Marquise Brown just came back, right? Watkins hurt already. Yeah, Watkins hurt already. Hollywood, Marquise Brown. Hollywood Brown. Uh, Mark Andrews, Brown was the tight end. Brown was hurt, right? No, Brown played last. Brown, Brown got the, the game with a touchdown. Brown Who's the rookie up. that came back? Rashad Bateman. Bateman. Bateman's yeah, that's right. Bateman. Yeah, 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 Bateman. He hasn't played. Hey, hey, Miles Bush uh, hasn't played. Emmy Watkins was hurt last year. Hey, shout out, uh, quick side, EDT, man. He said trade Dante for a center. But what, what, what center? What, what uh, uh, he's not a man. Hold on, hold on. That is where I can agree with T Money and say that's when they're kind of getting a little bit mad because if you have a good center. Dude, you're not trading him, man. We couldn't trade for that's the problem. We can't get anybody because they're not trading their players. They're not trading their good line because they're hard to come by. They're not trading their own line. So the the only only thing there may not be willing to deal offensive linemen is the Kansas City Chiefs, and they want defensive help. So either you're losing, you're losing either Dante or you might be losing Brian Burns. That's the reality. Brian Burns ain't going anywhere, so that's he's not a rule guy. He's not a rule guy, just like just yeah, like DJ is most a rule guy. Shaq Thompson. So I mean, they're, not, no. they're they're going to want a rookie because they're not going to have to pay the money. Well, then I, mean, I would keep who I got. Right. I wouldn't so, get hey, Brian on, Burn for no thirty-year-old. You would have to trade a defensive end with Mitchell for a backup offensive with Everybody, you have to trade the YGM. Hold up, everybody in the show and in the chat room. Let's get a little bit cryptic. Let's try and decipher what we think this means. Your tour gross bottles goes on Twitter and puts trust the process, prayer right. hands, and faith. Now, a lot of people, you know, as you do on Twitter, are overreacting and looking at this. Like, oh, man, are we trade? Well, because what uh, T-Money just said, if we're going to make a trade, they want a young defensive player that's going to be able to come help them out. A lot of people are theorizing that maybe your tour gross bottles Knows that there's a trade incoming. Come I mean, I don't, I don't know here. I'm just, I'm just bringing stuff up. I mean, that would be, that I don't would know be better than I, trading off Brian Burns or some other defensive player, right? I mean, at the end of the day, but, if you're going to lose somebody, but the thing is, you guys got to understand something. It's not. You, Wait, no, 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 no. T money, let me go, man. You trade Brian Burns right now, right now. What no, cheese the thing is, you guys, do you think you get? You better uh, be trading uh, for uh, it. Uh, let that let, 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 let mm-hmm. go. Let that go. What you saying? The Dave? thing is, man, if if we were trying to trade y, 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 YGM, right? If we're trying to trade him over to somewhere, what kind of offensive lineman do you honestly think we're going to get? Like, He's do you think we're going to get somebody that's going to actually be some problem? 
No, we're not going to get anybody that's going to fix our problem. If you want the, the type of people that we got to trade to fix our problems, we're not willing to give up. Yep. That's the reality of the fact. We're not willing this to do the, it. This ain't the NBA. You're not trading a star like Brian Burns in the middle of the season. And if you trade him to Kansas City, for example, what offensive line are you going to be expecting in return? If you want to name the name if you're trading Brian Burns, you be Orlando Rimmers. The name the name that everybody is saying in connection with Kansas City is Mitchell Schwartz. No, so that's the it. name that's the no. name that, that I've been hearing. So the dude they tried to have back issues. No, isn't he a free agent? He I is a free agent. That, that's yes. what I've been hearing on uh on, on Twitter. Somebody somebody asked him He's a free on agent. Twitter. Come Jeremy Fowler Panthers. put an article out and started all this. Yeah, about but it's the under Kansas ESPN season. Plus, and I don't have access to it, so I can't read it. Again, but if you're trading, if you're trading Byron Burns to Kansas City in the middle of the year, you better be getting Orlando Brown. Yeah, yeah, Swartz is yeah, creation. that's me. Yeah. So they, oh, they gave up a first round pick to get Orlando Brown. Exactly. So they're not yeah. gonna give. They're not gonna give that man up this soon. I know, but I'm just saying when, when, when people be talking unrealistic like that again, Madden will let you do almost any trade if you work hard enough for 15 they minutes. Yes, great for me. I tried. <laughs> this is why I don't play Madden, by the way. But hey, man, uh, bad, uh, bad eel had to go, man. Appreciate bad for jumping in, uh, joining the show. Uh, I mean, listen, I, I'm kind of at the point where it's like, man, I, I feel like Just we're put having the young to have boys to... in the roster in the game. Yeah, yeah but mm -hmm. it's like uh, with these young players that we have, with Deontay Brown going down the way he did, uh, I mean, you know, now we're even starting to wonder, like, now that he's hurt, the, the, the chances of us playing him at ever this season go down even further. On top of the fact Cameron Irving is back, and they have no problem sticking that man right back at, at left tackle. And he's going to be there. And the way, that, the way that Deontay Brown got hurt, it just adds to the argument. Oh, you had a non-contact knee or calf? Oh, Deontay, it's because you're – oh, wait, you need more time to lose weight, so you won't have these type of injuries. Yeah, I hate this weight discussion. Hey, real quick, uh, before we go into further, I wanted to add – our friend, one Carolina, to the stream. One, what's up, brother? What's happening? What up, hey, man? There's, there's that, up, there's man? that voice, man. Man, there's listen, voice, bro. bro. When I tell you, I had a corrupted hard drive. I know I've been off the scene for a minute, bro. I lost everything. When I say everything, I'm talking about everything, man. Dave, Damn. all that, all that shit I did for y'all for the uh, opening and all that, man. All yeah. of it's gone. Every, every bit. Oh up. man, oh, no. don't you hate that shit, dude? Yeah. <laughs> man, that's terrible, man. But well, I, I ain't trying to be mean. I ain't trying to be mean, but you should have uh, lost Cameron Urban while you was losing everything else. Damn, <laughs> 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 yeah, Man, man you, you know what, man? I'm, I'm here to defend. Don't my say that. You, that. you don't want his autograph. Stop that. Man, look, I, look, I stand by. He's talking so cocky to be so sorry. Wait, all right, all right, one. Tell me what you think about this old, this old line, man. I think it's horrible, you know, and I can't. I mean, obviously, I can't defend it, but I think the worst part about it is the interior. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. and then obviously the continuity. You know what I'm saying? Like, st just you know, stop gapping um, Taylor Moten on the left side. I mean, he was solid. You know what I'm saying? But, oh, like, but. I mean, all yes, things considered, was. 
He was solid, all things considered. Nah, he was good. He was yes, gonna, he was. You know, solid for solid. Carolina. Solid for Carolina or solid left tackle. But T Money, you the highest, you're understanding. He was the highest PFF grade Bro, in the line yesterday. And he he is every week. That don't mean he don't fuck up. T Money, but you're not understanding. Well, is, is Taylor Bogdan had up. to go there when he hasn't been taking snaps at left tackle. They should have right. been doing this forever ago, man. No, he Jordan Gross said, if you want to do it, you need to do it in before preseason, before training camp, and let him take the entire training camp and preseason at left tackle. We've seen enough times at left tackle. Taylor Moe. Have we, though? Have we really seen him this season and last season? We've seen him two times start at left tackle. This past game, and there's nothing about Taylor Moten's left tackle game that looks all pro to me. Uh, and maybe with some time, how, how do you know if he has some time to actually and learn that position? And when get he used first to came in, we know he didn't this look is, like a quality is, offensive is, lineman. Period. This is Byron Bell all over again. <laughs> Byron, is Bell, Byron Bell. Byron Bell. Byron Bell. No, listen, listen. Let, let me finish. Byron Bell's going to. Be better on that side because he's left handed. Like, fine. Just go good lineman. Don't mean you a left. Th- there it is, y'all. Kansas City's backup left tackle is Mike Rimmers. That's who we're going to trade for, right? Mm-hmm. There. right. Oh, That's hell. No, I mean, mm. we're going to smile and say, Welcome home, brother. I remember hey, I got, when I, said I got a question for y'all. The Super Bowl, and then I saw who was starting the left tackle. I did the same thing. I made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, there's no way they're gonna win the Super Bowl. The Bucks about to win this shit easily. I got a question for y'all, real quick, right? Yeah, what's up, one? Because, like, you know, like uh, I think it was was it T Money that said that about my Cam Mervin take. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. um, yeah. You know, to be honest, man, like, yes, I do have a webcam, Cody. I'm just going Avatar, man, because it's dark in my room. But, no, that's fine. No, I'm talking. I got another guy in the chat room, and I don't recognize his name, and he no, doesn't man. have a webcam. Oh, okay. Exactly. Okay. And those, those are the ones, bro. If I don't, if I don't know you, I'm not just throwing you up for everybody, <laughs> for everybody to see, man. Yeah, man. We, we, got, we got some real post-traumatic stress disorder. Hey, but look. Finish your question, one. But check, check this out. Let me ask you a question. Eric Fisher, left tackle for the well, I guess he was the left tackle for the uh, was now the Indianapolis Colts, but he was with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. He was drafted number one overall. Can anybody tell me the last one? Since Orlando him? Pace. Since um, him. What's the dude from uh, Michigan? Where's the pin? Nick Long. No, I mean, I'm talking about number one overall. Number one yeah. overall. Last one was Nobody. Right. No. Yeah. The dude who was drafted, he was, uh, he was from Michigan when he drafted. Orlando, Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown didn't go number one overall, did he? It was no, Orlando Pace from Ohio State. Orlando no. Brown dropped because, remember, he fucked up. In, oh, his uh, bench press weights uh, uh, reps. The time no, I mean, he dropped. no, Jonathan, no, Ogden didn't go that high either. No. What's number one? All right, so hold up. John, what's good? What's good, Pat? The family was good. What up, man? Hey, man, what's, that, what's good? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy pace. you. I'm happy pace. you. I'm happy you are who you say you are, man. Didn't you say it was uh, <laughs> Taylor Lewan? Nah, that's what I said, but I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Taylor Lewan didn't go number one overall. 
He didn't yeah, he didn't go number one, but he did go high. He went like top ten. Yeah, he went high. You know what's funny? If you go back and look at that Eric Fisher draft, like I know a lot of folks didn't like the fact that the Chiefs took Eric Fisher number one. When you go back and look at who was drafted in that, that draft, draft, is trash. Period. That I was, think. The Chiefs dodged a bullet. They ended up in the best end of the deal, taking Eric Fisher number one. Oh yeah, of course. That was a horrific draft. <laughs> of course, yeah, that draft was you know what though? You know what though? That draft that you're talking about wasn't that the same draft that we got uh, uh, KK Short and Star Latulale? Yeah. Wasn't that yeah. the same one? Hey, yeah, it, man. So it's like that. You know, it, 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 historically, no, it's not. Uh, considered. Let's, let's, name, let's name. Let me name these players for you, man. Eric. Oh, uh, it's not. No, Luke, it's definitely one. Like from the top to bottom, Luke, it's Luke it's one, Yeah, Deion you don't know nothing. Mingo, Jonathan Cooper, Tavon Austin went at eight. Yeah, he right. might end up being the best one out of the whole round. I, I, I forgot about Luke. I forgot about Joko. Hey. I forgot about Joko. Hey, hey, what in Joko the left tackle? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jake Long went number one with uh, Miami in 2008. Oh, I remember him. That's yeah. after that, though. They, they, they they yeah, no, no, that's what I was asking. But the point, the whole reason I'm saying that is because of this. This is, and this was the part of the conversation. I don't even know if I put this in my clip that me and Mike Ricks was talking about. Was like the pathway for tackles in the NFL. The the majority of tackles end up guards. Like it's not a yeah. left tackles do not grow on trees. Like this is yes. a hard position to peg. Let me just give you some stats real yes. quick, right? So check this out. But that's what your boy should be doing. Hold on, hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let Last me, year, let, let like in the 2020 season, and I'm gonna just tell you how crazy this is that to find left tackles, right? And this is why I was like, look, if Cam Irvin is the best that we got, then we gotta make it work somehow. There were six tackles selected to the Pro Bowl for the 2020 season. The shortest arms were on Teron Armstead, who was 34 inches. The last wow. short arm. Now check this out. The last one <laughs> you'd have to go back to 2017 to find an offensive tackle with shorter arms, and that's Joe uh, Staley. Jason Peters, wow. who is a Hall of Famer, mind you, and was not drafted, is the only one that has made the Pro Bowl with less than 34-inch arms in the last 10 years. That's what I'm saying. This arm thing, let me tell you. Your boy, look, I got killed for this too because, Cody, I'm telling you, I came out. Yeah, Matt. The Rashawn Slater shit, you know what I'm saying? I came out on that and was like, you know, the arm situation. This is why. I didn't detail the data. When you're in the room with these guys, you you got to know when they're looking at J.C. Horn and Rashawn Slater sitting right there and Panay is off the board. By the way, Panay's arms are over 34 inches. When you look at Rashawn, if you look at just the data, the data tells you that Rashawn's going to end up a guard. He just happened to be a really good left tackle. But, but that's – you know what? Oh, okay, go ahead. No, I didn't mean anything. I still would have been so, okay with that. To me – and, yeah. and I, look, I get it. I would have probably drafted Rashawn Slater too if J.C. Horn is not on the board. <laughs> to me, the upside of Horn was much higher. I know that there was an injury, but the upside of Horn to me was much higher, and I know this sounds nuts when I say this, but the upside of Horn was higher than the upside of Rashawn Slater for us at left tackle, especially when you consider that the majority of the – pass rush that is getting to us is from the interior okay all right so hey i want to respond to that because one that's not crazy at all i, I mean listen jc horn has an incredible upside we all agree on yeah, that gonna and we're gonna we're gonna be better for having mm -hmm. jc horn than not having him but yeah. my one my one problem with that one and to me this is indicative of a larger problem in the nfl it's not just the panthers but now we're doing this thing where people are valuing data and analytics over film tape, 
my thing is, it, what, what about Rashawn Slater's film when people watched him at, at Northwestern? When did they ever see his arm length be a problem for him? When did they ever see him beaten on a bull rush? When did they ever you. see him? When did they ever see him get worked inside because he had uh, improper technique? You never ever saw that kind of stuff on his film from Northwestern. So my thing is this: yeah. like, are, are we just copy and pasting what mm -hmm. the data and analytics say about a player rather than evaluating their actual My film fairly based on yes. what it is? That's like, fair. To me, that's to me that's kind of an issue. That's, That's how fair. Greg Olson became a first round. Okay, 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 but, but then if we're gonna go off of, if we're gonna go off of film English, then we need to stop the whole Brady Shinson needs to play left tackle thing because that whole PFF saying he didn't give up any sacks, he was playing lesser competition. We seen for and rushing them guys show clips of Brady Christensen having bats and getting bullied against lesser competition. Mm -hmm. I still think he deserves uh. A spot to or a chance to prove Listen, you can't get he can't at least be better than Cam Irving. I yeah, I agree with you. Slide Cam Irving inside. Uh, speaking of their arms, Brady Christensen arm length is 30, 32 and a quarter. Panay Sewell's arm length is 33 and a quarter. And Rasan Slater's arm length is 33. Mm. Yeah, I mean, but also, so uh, to me, there ain't enough. I, I I've yet to find anybody that explains to me how one inch on the, on on the arm length is going to help right. or defeat you, person. Guys, it's just like inside of a, it's it's just like inside it's of a boxing ring. Sometimes in, 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 in a boxing ring, the advantage goes to the guy who has the longer reach because his jab is going to hit mm -hmm. you first. But boxers know that there are proper techniques to use. To get inside that opponent's range, that the same is true for offensive and defensive line play. There, I mean, it may not always be foolproof, but I think you know, especially some of the guys that one mentioned, those guys like Teron Armstead and Staley, like the guys that have been good that have shorter arms. Obviously, they have some level of technique that allows them to accommodate for Absolutely. what they might lack. And those players range. actually turn out to be the best. Right, one hundred percent, because they have they have an edge on their shoulder. Go ahead, absolutely. Go ahead. But the thing is, is it, and and you know what? I don't disagree, especially when you talked about the tape, like his work against um, what's my man Chase for the uh, Chase Young, right? Chase Young, you know what I'm saying? What was great? And was to scary. be honest with you, what you can't measure, you can't measure the heart, you can't measure the technique, you can't measure the work ethic. Actually. What kind of guy that this guy is going to be? But if I'm a guy that's getting ready to hire somebody. I can't just not look at the numbers and what history has shown me. Like I, that's all. That's my only argument. Is like I have to be able to look at what history has shown me. Because here's something else that history has shown us: our secondary has been trash for a number of years. That's another thing history has shown True. us. So it's really a coin flip. And we, I feel like on either front, we would have been straight. But let me tell you who was yeah. a, who was who was the. But then you you can't use that argument though because Cameron's history has shown he's not left tackle. Right, no, no, I understand that. But what I'm saying is this. We saw – so here's a quarterback who was super protected. He got hit a bit, but he was super protected. A guy that we keep trying to trade for, Deshaun Watson. What was his record last year? It, it was bad, but hold on. It, it was In bad. a horrible division. 
It was bad, mm-hmm. but he also he threw for almost 5,000 yards but see, that's behind that same offensive line. But behind he had the same offensive line. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, hey, l- listen, uh, special quarterbacks can overcome these types of situations, and that's been my criticism of Sam. I think Sam can – But he didn't have no weapons for they trade for Laramie Tunzel, though. But my thing is, is I don't think that Sam that Sam Darnold, at least he has not proven yet – that he is the kind of player that can elevate the offensive pieces yeah, around yeah. him. Oh man, I want to speak on this so bad, Cody. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, Good. so you know, I'm a, I'm a history guy. I always like to pull from something that's happened in the past, and then I think expectations are also important. So here's the question: If we would have drafted Sam number one overall, do you think that we would give him more time than we're willing to give him this year? Because I honestly. I, like everybody else, has seen that, you know, even I kind of engaged in the hyperbole, P.J. Walker. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when he threw that third interception, uh, you know, last last week. But when I look at history, like if you if you want to look at Sam's closest comp when it comes to history, right, it probably would be Drew Brees, right, when it, when it comes to moving from one city to the other, right? It really took Drew a while to figure it out. But let me give you a little bit of history and when t- uh, Drew made it to New Orleans 2007 season. Okay. Four losses straight, four straight losses, including us, the last loss, right? He threw nine picks and one touchdown in that stretch. They would have been real willing to burn the world down over that, man. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Imagine if Twitter yep. was around back then, bro. Yeah. It would have been so, crazy. Are you of the mindset that Panther fans, we kind of just need to take a step back? Yeah. 100%, man. We need to cool yes. out a little bit. We need to Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, here's the other thing. Then the, here's the that's other our fan base as a whole, though. Yeah, this is the other question I would ask. Like, I asked me, me and Big Cat done an interview when I first got started on this YouTube shit, man. And I asked Big Cat a question. I said, "Bro, if Sam Darnold turned out to be Eli Manning, would you take it?" He was like, "Hell yeah!" And I agree. I'm like, Bro, I, got, "I mean, he got a ton of uh, interceptions, but he got two Super Bowls." You can never defense, know what defense got two Super Bowls. Hey, look, it, it yeah. don't matter. Like yeah. Eli was lights out in the postseason, man. Like that can't be taken. Eli he won he like, in both those Super Bowls and won. He won every. He won every game on the road. I'm talking about in both Super Bowl appearances, they yeah, went on the road man. against some good. dominant teams. But like, I want Eli as a quarterback. No, no, and but I'm what I'm saying is this is like. If we build everything around him, man, we have seen like, yeah, we saw Patrick Mahomes get mauled last year in the Super Bowl by the Tampa defense, man. Like he couldn't do anything. We have we seen Tom Brady get mauled by the Philly defense and then put up mad points on them. You know what I'm saying? We seen Tom Brady go on the stretch where he didn't win a Super Bowl for almost nine years. Listen, you know what the I'm saying? President don't have horrible. We seen Jared Goff. We seen Jared Goff and Jimmy G go to back to back Super Bowls. Facts. Yeah. And to be honest with you, it both you know what's crazy about what you just said, T Money. If both of those dudes would have hit, if they wouldn't have underthrew or overthrew, they might have won that game. Whenever Jared Goff underthrew and I Jeff said that earlier, I said that. when you're when when you're in that tier of quarterback, it's not that you have to be the most accurate quarterback in the world. It's just when you take those three to five deep shots, we need Listen. you to hit on a. You don't even got to hit on every single one. Yeah. Right. Right. That's Tom Brady's. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Yeah, but hold up. Before, before, uh, no, you're good, one. We got two Johns in here, I think. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, listen, man, it's a PNP takeover on the C3 podcast, man. Because <laughs> uh, uh, the oh, man Rashad has joined us, bro. Damn trouble in this. I heard up, um, the, bat, the, up, bat sig- the bat signal went out. I heard Rashad slay the name, so I had to. Hey, talk some shit, man. Hey, that's nah, the best left tackle. Rashad, that's the best left tackle in the NFL, man. Nah, man. Hey, Rashawn, Rashawn Slater is, is is playing well right now. I mean, listen, I didn't, I didn't, I did not think he's gonna come out and be this great. Uh, but I, I knew he was gonna be good, whether at left tackle or at guard, he was gonna be solid. And I said that multiple times. Um, and it, it's unfortunate. Listen, I, and I, I love J.C. Horn. I love the pick. Uh, but at what point do you begin to address this offensive line? Yeah. We've seen we've seen it, man. Like we've seen this over and over and over and over again. It's been trash since Jordan Gross retired. We haven't yep. seen it since. So when do we fix it? That's so what, what makes it worse. That's what makes it worse. Y'all keep saying it's J.C. versus Sir. It really wasn't. The pick to fix the offensive line was really Terrence Marshall Jr. versus Creed Humphrey. Yeah, I mean, but no, that's not even true, you though, man. Had, we you already so had many, receivers, but we need so many different positions. Say that right now. Line. We need a left tackle. We need a left guard. You know, we need a yeah. center. I mean, it, it was it was going to take more than one pick, but I think you know to to uh, continue upon what Rashad is saying. No one's really saying that you know J.C. Horn is a, a bad player. It's just that the Panthers have been so bad at left tackle since Jordan Gross. And then you look at what Rashawn Slater is doing right now, bro. I'm here to tell you. Miles Garrett didn't want no smoke with Rashawn Slater, y'all. Sure didn't. Like, I don't know if y'all watched that film. If yeah. Miles had That's no right. answers for him, man. Like, yeah. and dude, he did that to Chase Young. He did that to Miles so what, Garrett. So that's what makes the whole pick and passing on him even makes worse. It frustrating. Even yeah, it makes The one thing that I'm impressed about Slater is when I heard that he he asked the coaches and his teammates not to help him on blocks. He's better. He yeah. said, I'm better able to handle it oh, myself. No. Told the tight ends, no, don't ship that. Man. I can do it myself, and yeah. I'm better doing it myself. Right. You, better, you better have some badasses on your offensive line like that, man. Yeah. And real quick, and, and, I, and I, 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 I hate to sit here and bring up Jordan Gross because it's unfair to, to Coach Rule and that they, they got to have time to build their th- – I get it. it. But they have to understand. They got to be able to read the room, fam. Read, read yeah. the room. Yeah. It's yeah. been messed up here for a long, long time from the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not getting any better. It, in fact, it's getting worse. And and I can bring up I can bring up Teddy Bridgewater and all that stuff. And I will say right now that the dude, the offensive line that Teddy Bridgewater had last year is better than this shit that Sam Donald. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. we should I not agree. be we should not be going backwards. It's it's unacceptable, no. man. Truth. We are and we are going backward. And like the, I, I, the, I, what, what makes it even worse. Is that do we really think that there's going to be an answer to it this season? No, because no. let me tell you, man, no. if, if it's not, we might need to start getting real honest with ourselves 
about what the ceiling for this 2021 Carolina Panthers team is. Because if it's not if it's not gonna get better than this, I'm First telling y'all, man, it might hurt some of y'all's feelings. But if this continues this way, this is not a playoff football team. So I'm sorry, that second round pick might look like a low end first round pick if this shit doesn't get any better. But we're not Ooh. gonna be able to fix this fine. This schedule gets brutal in the second half. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just, and just to real, real quick, just to address what John said. Yo, fam, I, agree I, I agree with what John said about the analytics because I'm I'm a stats guy, so I'm with you, bro. Like I agree with what you said, but fam, and I agree with Cody too. At the end of the day, you can't replace. You have to combine, film. right? You can't film throw over data. You can't film throw over data. data. Yeah, you can't throw film out the window and just oh. isolate and look at. At, at, at the at the data, you gotta look at the tape. And if I can see, and I'm no offensive line guy, if anytime you bring up and you and you know the trenches, I'm gonna defer to you every time. But I saw it, and if I saw it, that's a problem. Yeah, he was no, my OT one. was my OT one. He was my OT one over Penesul, and everybody loved them to Penesul. And by the way, I did like Penesul too, but I thought Rashawn Slater had better technique. And wasn't always having to rely on pure brute strength. He would get his body in the right positions, and I felt that he did that even better than Penny Sewell. Um, so yeah, man, it, it makes it tough. And listen, Dave, we can have this conversation too. If Sam continues to look bad, and Justin Fields continues to go up and up, we're going to do the same thing again with Justin. It, it, it's it insert insert Rashawn Slater, insert Justin Fields. We're, we're just going to be nitpicking uh, and nitpicking. Uh, when, yeah, uh, oh, good. Go that is well, the, the, the only Good. Well, here's my thing about here's my thing about taking a quarterback in the first round. This has always been my thing. You got to have pieces around for him to see. We had yeah. no offensive line. Anybody, anybody, yeah. we would have took at eight that was available would have gotten destroyed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You see all these other quarterbacks struggling because they ain't got no pieces around them. You got to put pieces mm -hmm. around these guys. Wouldn't have mattered. That's why they it up. Yeah, I mean, it definitely. I don't think uh, Justin would have been successful in his first year Ooh. had we drafted him. But again, listen, Second all year we can, either all we don't fix the line. All we can really do. Are, 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 are Y'all act like we don't know this fan base. This fan base has no patience with anybody. Nothing, coaching, player, no nothing. So how many people would have been? Oh, get rid of Justin Fields if I mean if he was making the same as yeah. Sam Darnold. Yeah, but an organization should never base. base all of their decisions based on what the fan base is thinking, man. Like that's, fans, you yeah, have, yeah. they have to any make decisions. Base, they have to make decisions for the future of the team. But I want to use that as an opportunity to turn this discussion towards the Minnesota Vikings, and, and just specifically, what kind of chances do we even have? I mean, are we really the Carolina Christian McCaffrey's? Do we really yes. expect? Do we really expect to be able to go to with Minnesota? Like, what what are we expecting from this matchup? Um, and I'll just whoever wants to whoever wants to jump in, man. Look, you know what? Real quick, let me go to Supreme Leader, my man Mike. I haven't heard Mike in a minute. Tell me something, Mike. What you thinking about this Minnesota matchup? It's um. It's looking a little rough. Um, I heard Jefferson's a little hurt, but at the end of the day, their defense, they can get after the quarterback. 
And speaking of quarterback, you know, Kirk Cousins, man, but he can get the job done. So at Called our ass up last year. At, yeah, Kirk at the end of the day, third quarter is where we're going to see where this team is at. Third quarter. <laughs> the third quarter. Oh, man. We say that every week. We don't get no better in the third. Well, we didn't give as many points up in the third quarter last week. <laughs> hey, so what's the deal with third quarter? Is that – I mean – Again, do, that's do, coaching, all, bro. do all roads? Yeah. That's coaching. But that's what I'm about that's to ask. Coaching. Do all roads lead back to the offensive line? How much culpability? No, I'm not does, doing that because that means our roads is offensive line the, the first half. Problem. How much culpability does Joe Brady have in this? And tell me what you think all it is. All a it. lot. All of it. I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say all of it. I'm, I'm willing 50%. to give him. His, I'm willing to give him his piece of the pie for sure. Twenty-five percent. Rules no, got 50, 25, 50. all the rest of them's got 25. No, it's 50 50, man. Because look, man, we can't be out here leading the game at every single at halftime. We've had to lead all five games. His coach's job is to adjust. He always keeps mm-hmm. telling, play within the system, play within the system, play within the system. Nah, fam, the system ain't working in the third quarter. Ruling, it comes down to what Brady I said earlier. The point of a game plan is to run stuff in the first half. Or early in the game that sets up stuff in the game. Not because this route works or this play works. That doesn't mean run it 35 times a game. Fam, Matt, so Matt Rule said it. Matt Rule said it in his press conference, fam. He said, yo, we come out there in the first half. We have scripted shit that we run, and it works. Then when yeah. shit gets tough. They can't adjust. He said it. Like right. he said it. What else do you need to hear, bro? Right. He really he did, said it, man. He, he did. He said it out his own mouth, man. He said it out his own mouth. And and do you know what's no, because concerning? Two outs work in the first half. That doesn't mean run twenty five. You know, what, you know, right what's, even, you know what's even more concerning about Matt Rule saying that? It didn't look like he had any answer for what to do about it, bro. He, he had hasn't no had many answers for anything. He might run David Tepper and dude, you're writing might, that paycheck. What are you gonna do? He might want to install a suggestion box to get some other opinions <laughs> Just and that too. see what we can do here, man. Because now, let me tell but you. But you know where that comes from? You know where that comes from? You know where that comes you know where that comes from, though? That comes from you have a head coach in Matt Rule who doesn't specialize in really offense or defense. He's really just there to be a leader. When you have a off head coach, then the offensive head coach can say, oh, I'm going to get in there with the offensive coordinator and help him make some changes, that kind of stuff. Matt Rule's never really been an offensive or defensive coordinator, really. He let his coordinators rock out. No, he, I mean, he was he, no he, line coach originally, wasn't he? Way back yeah, in the day, was, that's his, yeah, he was, I he was a tight end coach for like a year. For like a nah, year, he man, he's all, been all of he that. Was with shit. The Giants he was the an offensive line, line coach dude, for the Giants listen, for a year. Listen, he wasn't making no late this But, but T, even saying that he was an offensive line coach for a year is misleading because he was only that for one year. Every time that he bounced that's around. Like he's played a bunch of uh, coaching positions, man. He's been a defensive coach. He's been an offensive coach. Like he's kind of been everywhere, man. So it's like there he's really is. Fluid. There's no specialty. But that's, but, but that's what I'm there's saying, no though. Is my no, point on, is he's not going on, in there with Joe Brady building a game plan, though. He's not going in there with right. Phil Snow building a game plan. Because he is not the type of coach like a like a uh, 
a Sean Payton or a, a, a McVay. You know, he, he's not that kind of schemer like that. So he does have to rely heavy upon upon his uh, coordinators. And other coaches have made that work too. But again, it's like if Sam Darnold ever thrives under Joe Brady's system, Joe Brady is going to be out the door. Because you know that all it's going to take yep. is one one good season, and Joe Brady is going to get a job he doesn't deserve somewhere. Oakland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're hey, already Cody. talking about yeah. Vegas. Guess what? If you Cody, I'm going to bounce out of here. Yeah, Thank Nick. You. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, uh, Nick. Go ahead, man. What are you saying? I'm going to bounce out of here, man. I'm pr- I'm pretty beat. I drove like 400 miles today. So, dude, you, hey, hey, uh, listen. You are a dedicated man, Nick. I love you, brother. Stay safe. Uh, you know, don't fall asleep at the wheel, man. Stay safe, be Definitely. good up there, and I appreciate you, man. We'll see you next Friday, dude. I appreciate it. Definitely, you, I might see you guys Sunday, all right? Oh, all right, shit. All right, I appreciate dude. you, Nick. All right, have a good one, guys. Yeah, man, have a good, have a good one. one. Hey, hey, Cody, real quick, real quick, yeah, man. Some I heard somebody who I got to get some kudos to on the okay. panel giving Joe Brady the business on the radio yesterday, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that boy, I heard that boy oh, Rashad oh, on the radio. You know, oh, I live in yeah. South Carolina. I heard Rashad. Uh, say, right. Man, I was on the radio. I said, hold up. Is that Rashad on the radio? I'm like, okay. What radio station you at? Uh, ESPN Upstate. So, Rashad, give, give us a recap of I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty consistent. I'm pretty consistent in my message, man. Joe Brady hasn't done shit to earn a head coaching job anywhere. Yes, um, every everybody wants to, and I get it. You want the you want the um, young guy. You know, you want the young guy. You want to get the Sean McVay thing going. So I get it, but I mean, he he hasn't done anything. I mean, True. you go back to last year. Uh, we we started hot, and then people adjusted. He didn't. It's just a microcosm of what's going on right now Ooh, in the season. Right, mercy. It's the, it's the pew, same pew, thing. Pew, pew. It's this, I mean, it's the same. I mean, I'm just calling it like I see it, bro. Like I have, ahead, I want though. Joe Brady to be successful. Like I same. want this dude to be mm-hmm. successful. I want him. I want this team to be successful. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like Joe Brady. Sure at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the dude hasn't done a damn thing to earn the hype around. He got six yep. interviews last year. For goodness sakes, he didn't do yep. anything. Yeah. And, and, and Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles won the Super Bowl and got zero. Right. And Rashad, I, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you agree with me or not. I, your, your criticism to me doesn't sound like, you know, it, he could never get there one day no. and one day be deserving of that job. Simply right now, Joe Brady is too young and does oh. not have a resume that is Joe Brady of a, of a, like a product coach in the NFL. Uh, if I can interrupt real quick, some uh, NFL news: uh, Cardinals head coach. Yeah, Cliff yeah, Kingsbury, yeah, quarterback yeah, coach Cam Turner, and D line Zach Allen all test positive mm-hmm. for COVID. Not shy. Matt already yeah, picked man. the Browns anyway. So hey, yeah. how about hey, how about this? Is, they might they might still win that bitch, bro. Yeah, man. Who they, they, they might yeah, they might they might still win that, dude. That's they're that's, playing the Browns. That's it. Well, they're yeah. playing the Browns and the Browns are, is a favorite by twenty one point five points against Kentucky. Go, yeah, go ahead, Rashad. Hey, Cody, real quick, did y'all did y'all talk about C Mac? Yeah, I just got a question. I just got a real quick question. Um, yeah, so do you guys think that C Max skill set is factored in when selecting or making a quarterback decision? Yes, 
Yeah, it is this time anyway. Well, hold yeah, on, yeah. hold on. Wait, wait, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me a little bit more. What what, what exactly okay. do you mean? So, so do, okay. are, are you asking? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so just a, a, the more clarification. When considering or when making a decision on a potential quarterback, yeah, are we settling for game manager style quarterback because we have a Christian McCaffrey? Mm. Yes. Or are we are we because I feel like that's the case. You know what it's called, so Rashad? You, so hold on. So to make sure that I'm hearing you right, do you feel like potentially Christian McCaffrey is what prevented us from going after, say, a Justin Fields or another guy better than that because they feel like, well, they don't have to be the best quarterback in the world because yes. we got Christian McCaffrey, and Christian McCaffrey is going to be a Band-Aid for whatever – inadequacies mm. that quarterback might have. That's kind of what Rule said. Bingo. It's certainly it's certainly a good theory, man. I can't say I think it's age. I'll say this. If that is true, Rashad, that does not speak very well yeah. of our coaches and our front office. Because again, what have we been saying forever? You never build your entire offensive identity around one running back. Right. I don't care who that is, man. Or one player. Dead. It could be Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara. I, I'm sorry. I'm just not – I'm not doing that. It has nothing to do with their talent level. They're incredibly in, uh, uh, talented. But I said this about receiver earlier. The teams you, you just said so, have done that. You can get so many good running backs and receivers in later rounds of the draft that it's like you're really overpaying a position that ultimately is going to be expendable. So – I don't know if, if that's what caused them to downgrade maybe their hopes of a franchise quarterback, but if it is, man, that's another that's another real damning and, thing to say about our coaches hey, and our staff. Rashad, I got a you know Rashad, you know what that's called? Go ahead, T Money. You know what that's called? That is called the uh Cam Newton syndrome. Cam yes. is so good, Cam is so yes. talented, yes. Exactly. you don't yes. gotta yes. draft exactly. offensive right. line. You got to draft receivers at the top of the draft because Cam will figure out a way to do it. They're doing the same thing now. You don't got to have the best quarterback. You don't got to have the best offensive line because if all else fails, check it down to CMC. He going to juke three people and get us a first down. Yeah. Yo, in 2005, Steve Smith was all our offense. When we played Seattle, what happened? They shut him down, and we did nothing. I mean, um, Rashad, I, here's here's what I would say to what you just said, because you made a very interesting point. But I think that there's a variable that lies within it that can change. Like, I'll give you an example. Marshall Falk was a very similar running back to Christian McCaffrey and his ability to be able to catch out the backfield and, you know, his amount of touches uh, that he would want. And you got to think Marshall Falk was still in the what I got what many would consider the running back era. You know what I'm saying? So he, you know, they, well, you could still kind of power the offense through, you know, a running back. But when they trade, when Indianapolis traded him to uh, the Rams, I do wonder, like, would the success of the Rams still been the same with Trent Green had he not gotten hurt and Kurt Warner been inserted? Because I think part of that equation of what you're saying, which is is very true, is the temperament of the quarterback that's playing the position. Like, are you willing to tell C Mac no sometimes? Like, hey, 
No, you don't get as many touches in this situation. No, I'm not going to go to you or yeah. use you as a safety blanket all the time because I think the we, temperament of the quarterback yeah, is important as well. And I don't know if Sam Darnold really has that kind of temperament to be able to distribute in that way. I guess we don't know yet, but I think that's an important thing too because, like I said, we don't know if Trent Green would have looked the same with Marshall Falk as Kurt Warner did, but we know what kind of stuff Kurt Warner was made of. You know what I'm saying? And they had a lot of weapons on that team. Yeah, but that shows the wishy-washiness of us as fans, though, is we pick and choose when we want to complain about touches. Chuba had how many touches last week, and did anybody say, "Oh well, don't 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 no, give Chuba the ball as much"? That's not a valid argument. I hate that because my my thing is this: if you're going to use C, if you're going, if that is the offense, why change it? That's my that's my mm -hmm. argument. If it's going, if you're going to give C Mac the thirty touches per game, then give Chuba Chuba thirty touches per game. That's what I'm saying. But a lot of fan base will complain every week about CMC getting thirty but, touches, but didn't have but nothing. Because that's offense, but this offense, catches, this offense right? wasn't built around Chuba Hubbard, though. It was built around CMC, so you can't necessarily make that same comparison. But again, it goes back. Like it goes back too. to the yeah. He can't catch. Like, there's a lot of things. No one is comparing the talent level between Chuba Hubbard and yeah. and Christian McCaffrey. But what, we, what, what, we, what, we, what I'm saying, at least, is I think Chuba Hubbard, especially with a little more snaps under his belt, can damn sure be more than enough. Look at what San Francisco's oh, yeah. done the past few years. They've had a bunch of undrafted running backs go into the playoffs and put up Record-breaking rushing performances. Yeah, right. Like, but the offense is the offense. This offensive line and this quarterback decision is designed mm -hmm. to, if you're in trouble, get to the running back. Whether yeah. it's through the running game or the passing game, that's just how our offense is so designed. The Patriots are set up right now. Hey, Cody, the Panthers told us all this. If you go back and watch uh, Panthers Confidential, when yeah. they were talking about bringing in Sam Darnold. They said one of the guys that was sitting there said, look, Sam's got to learn. He doesn't have to do it all himself. We've got Christian McCaffrey. Dump the mm -hmm. ball off to Christian. They told us this. We drafted Chuba because we felt like Chuba, I don't know what, I don't know, was Chuba able to catch better in college or something? But when they drafted Chuba. No, Chuba, he's always been a downhill thumper, man. He's not necessarily, he's not necessarily fast. He doesn't have that breakaway, that breakaway speed, but. I mean, it, he'll do what he needs to do. But when they drafted Chuba, they said we feel like he can do everything that Christian McCaffrey does. If if something happened to Christian, or if we needed him to fill in, Pat, come so, make some trouble, bro. Come yeah. make some trouble, bro. Start bring push bring Pokey with you, bro. Bring Pokey with you. Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, bring, bring, bring Pokey. Bring Calypso. Yeah. Bro, we making the party, bro. Nah, hey, nah. Keep, keep Calypso, bro. So, so keep push to on this nah, home, bro. We dog. gotta bring Calypso, bro. Nah, Calypso's a homie. Stick him on me, dog. Nah, nah. Chill. Calypso's a homie, bro. Calypso's a homie, <laughs> man. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I kind of want to get back to this uh, to this Vikings defense going against this Panthers offensive line. What's going to be the game plan here? I mean, are we just do we foresee a, a scenario where we're just failing to run the football by the time we get to the second quarter and now we're having to force feed DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson down the field. Like what it's are we really me. expecting? We can run it. Now, the Vikings giving up a buck 30 per game, bro, on the ground. So we should be running it. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned about us running the football. I'm concerned uh, about us 
putting the ball in, in, in Sam's hands and let him sling it. I mean, their their pass rush is good. Their pass rush ranks what second in sacks in the league. Yeah, that's what I'm scared about. Yeah, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm bringing it up. Like this offensive line, if we weren't able to look somewhat decent against Houston and the Jets. Like, man, these matchups are not getting any more favorable for us. Like, they're only getting tougher. They're only getting aggressive. The defensive coaches that were going up are only getting better and more tenured and more aggressive. Like, again, man, unless the Carolina Panthers are either able to get their rookies involved in a meaningful way to see if they're better than our starters or if they're able to pull off some kind of trade, those are the only two things in my mind that could happen to potentially save yeah. this Panthers season, man. I Other said, than that, this is what I would say officially what he's doing with the offensive line this week. He's going back to Cam on the left and Moe on the right. Yeah. Cam, yeah. Cam Irving's going back to right or Cam. Yeah, it's going back to where it started out. Taylor right, Cam at left. Yeah, Cam at left. Pat yeah. Elflin, I, I think, is going to be back at guard, right? Pat yeah. Elflin, no, he's, he's still on, he's still on injured reserve. He practiced today to see how he felt. And he said if he feels yeah. fine, then he'll start. So right now he's questionable. He's, yeah. They don't know if he's going to be a go or not. Uh, right, said, now, year, right now he's still listed on injured reserve. I said yeah, beginning of the year. He, he, he can practice, but they have they have like up to a couple weeks. It's like it's like 30 days or something like that to activate yeah. So, but they, they said if he felt good after this practice today, when they check him out, they said they would activate him. I said so the, who's the others are Miller or Daly. Miller, Miller's a starter, Miller. and the defensive tackles gonna have to feel Daly. I get Miller that, ass up out of here immediately. Yeah, I would. Everybody, I don't understand. Here, yeah, I understand. I understand. If no, I don't really understand, but I'll just say I understand for the sake <laughs> argument. But I understand if if they don't want to put Brady Christensen on the left. I understand, I guess, it, but his, his future's not right, not right tackle. No. So put him at guard and let him see what he can do. They're not. I mean, if 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 his future is not at right tackle, why leave him at right tackle? Why spend We're a third round pick line. on a backup right but tackle? Our offense line is not getting beat by you know skills. They're getting beat just on speed, like and they're power. getting beat. Either way, Daly, Elfline, and Miller are all sucking. Philadelphia so why not put somebody was, else in? What they going to do, suck worse? Yeah, Philadelphia was killing <laughs> us with the stunts, man. Um, mm-hmm. I, again, those aggressive teams. But, like, uh, my, my thing is this. I, I disagree with you, uh, Panther Rule, in that I don't like Brady Christensen at guard. I just don't think that's where his future is. I, I think that, then that makes no him, sense for what they said after they drafted him. It never if made he, sense. It if he's a second, sense, if he's a second round guard in your eyes, how does a second round guard not start? It's the dumbest. I just want to see him on the field. I honestly don't know don't how care. you could how you could look at a guy who played primarily tackle at BYU. I mean, almost all exclusively tackle. And then you have him rated as a third-round tackle, yet a second-round guard. Like, is that what one was talking about yeah. earlier when he was talking about arm length? That just because yeah. they saw his arms, they automatically assumed that he would be so a better guard than he was yeah. tackle. Because yeah. that's kind of what it sounds the only like. Way that to that me. makes sense 
is we would have to ask for a man rush or one of our guys who watch tape. When Brady Christensen did struggle on tape, was it more with speed guys or power does? Because if it's with speed, then maybe you could say, okay, maybe he's not good enough guarding, uh, blocking speed guys, so maybe that's why he's a better guard. That's the only that makes sense. I mean, I don't think we've really seen enough of Christensen to, to really say yeah, one I mean, way one way or another. I mean, I, I've seen him get beaten with both. But I, they're not like all the time things. I, in my I'm, mind, I'm saying that, the, the that's worst, the only way that that's the only way that that makes yeah. sense to me. Though, yeah, no, I, 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 I feel like say whenever, whenever, beat, then our, whenever, then yeah, whenever we have seen Brady yeah. Christensen play at guard, I've been disappointed by his performance. I, I feel like that's no, I just not that's but, just not where. Not where he's suited to play. But also, going back to what you were saying, Kenneth, yep. the Panthers disagree with you. They have said numerous times that they didn't view Brady Christensen as a right tackle and that that's where they see him at in his future. So it's like what I don't – you know, the, the Panthers coaches are really in opposition to a lot of the fans – in a lot of the things that we're wanting to do on this offensive line. So my I question mean, is this. If they yeah. see him as a right tackle. Hold up, T. After uh, uh, Drew, I'll let you go. Go ahead, Drew. I'm just saying, we've started, we've gone back and forth on this since the beginning. If they see him as a right tackle, then what was the point in bringing him in? Because Taylor Mo, you just signed Taylor Moten to a long-term deal. He is your right tackle. Was was yeah. was Taylor what was, was Taylor Moten extended? Was Taylor Moten extended before the draft? I can't yes, remember. He was. No, I, th- I think he was. No, he got extended after, no, after the draft, but they had said they were going to come up. They were going to get signed. They 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 signed. Oh, you mean like oh the draft? You said uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Thank right before Taylor. Yeah, it was, it was right before. It was right before Kane. If you drafted your right tackle, yeah, right. it was after yeah. yeah. the draft. It was right before the deadline. They, were they got that deal done they right before the deadline for franchise players. But, I mean, if that's the case, you have your franchise right tackle in Taylor Moten. If you're saying Brady Christian's future is at right tackle, then it's not on this team. That's what I'm saying. Oh, if, you, if, you view, if you view Taylor Moten – as the guy that you like enough to pay him money to keep him at right tackle, then what? You're bringing in Brady Christensen to play guard? Hey, right now your guards are terrible. Why haven't you played him some more yet? It, it, like, it, it just, makes no sense. It, it, yeah. it makes yeah. no the sense every this. way you try and look at it. And by yeah. the way, like none of us on this panel right here are like going out of our way to shit on the Panthers or the coaches. No, like, we're no, just being no. honest with you about – there are these these moves that are being made that just when you say them out loud don't make a shred of sense. Like yeah. it, it's, it's it's not when, working, man. When we traded for Gilmore and uh, Henderson, everyone was like, "Yeah, but what about our our line?" Yeah, they told us at the beginning. Only chance, you have, only chance you're gonna five. have to for offensive linemen is you hope the Eagles keep losing, where they will trade Andre Dillon. <laughs> Let me say this. Let me say this. So, I, I don't think, think this, they have been this Vikings game. It, this Vikings game is gonna be like uh, an indictment on like the rest of the season because Rule and Federer they bet they bet on F line Irvin to solidify mm-hmm. that part of the line, and mm-hmm. now it's not working. So you know it's. 
they got a chip, they got a max protect. This game is going to define the rest of the season. I, I got week six. Six. week six, Cody, you said that. But week again, six. that comes from your reliance on CMC. CMC is a good – he's so good at helping the block in the passing game that, I mean, what, we, we've all seen that block in the defense tackle one-on-one. He's yep, our best that, blocker. That, that's my point earlier, right? That was my whole point about are we making personnel decisions based on having Christian McCaffrey there. And that is my biggest concern because you're betting on a guy that is, for recent history, is starting to become injury prone. And yeah. I have some concerns about that, especially when you're making personnel decisions. 22 games. Yeah, you're hey, making man. personnel decisions. And then on top of that, you have the the entire offense revolving around this cat. Listen, I just have if, just too much on him. If you're still someone who is refusing to even let the conversation Ooh. enter your brain that Christian McCaffrey oh, might be injury prone, I agree, dude. Oh, you are not looking of, at this fairly, man. It's a lot of dudes in denial about Christian McCaffrey. Hey, 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 Rashad, we, we played the, we showed the Joe Person tweet earlier. 16 of 22 games Christian McCaffrey has met since Matt Rule has has been here in Carolina. That's most of the games with our new coach, man. Like, mm-hmm. we really have to be honest about what we're seeing with Christian McCaffrey. And how about and- this? How many people trust that Christian is going to stay healthy even when he does come back? Right. I do. And, and so, nope. and real, real quick, Cody, because we, I think a lot of people get, they get on us, right? Because we bring up yeah. these, these points and they think we hate Christian McCaffrey. Not that's not, all. that's not, that's far from the truth. We love not CMC, but it, it comes to a point that, dude, like, I, I get it. He's talented. But the reality is, I think we're like 15 and 23 with him as a starter. Like, I get he's great, bro. Like, he's fantastic player. But at the end of the day, he, he is not going to make us – he's not going to take us to the Super Bowl alone. Like, no, no, no guy will. But that's and, my point. Like, and, and I think a lot of people man, think – a lot of people think that – well, he, that's true. But a lot of people think that <laughs> this guy is like – the entire offense is just this, – this guy is so great that he's just going to elevate us to a, 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 a Super Bowl. And I just don't think that's a fair – He's also yeah, – People forget – Everybody says Cam did, but people forget Cam had a top five defense. People forget – Wait a minute, wait a minute. We're talking about offensively, though. Wait a minute. We're not about to compare – We're not about to compare running back to quarterback, y'all. A quarterback might do that. But, hey, before we go any further, I got to welcome my man Justin. Justin, what's going on, bro? And you're on mute. You're on mute, man. You're on mute. Yo, what's good? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, man. I can hear you. What's up, bro? Not much, man. I've been just listening, uh, taking care of my, my, my little boy. They had an opportunity to call me, so it's to, uh, all good, man. It's all good. Hey, what are you thinking about Christian McCaffrey, man? I've been seeing you in the chat room, but uh, jump into this convo, man. What you got to say, bro? Um, so I, I agree with what a lot of you. A lot of you guys already uh, said CMC is is an exceptional talent, but I I don't know when, when's the first time I heard it said the best ability is availability. CMC mm-hmm. ain't been available like ways like played three games last season. He's out for two games already. Three. I don't know three, like three, three. three. Yeah, man. That 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 like when he's on the field, he that dude. But 
me, listen, injury prone is something where it's the same injury over and over. No, it's not. No, it's not. Injury prone is what injury prone is. But Kevin, if you're having a bunch of injuries, if you're never on the field, what happened again? All I'm saying is, if you're if you're never on the field, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the same injury. It doesn't matter if it's a bunch of new ones. If you're never on the field, you're never on the field. That's injury prone. All that I'll say is, all that I'll say about that is, we just have to accept it. Though that whole Madden philosophy of thinking we're gonna trade him is is not gonna work. Though. And don't underestimate yeah, Chris McCaffrey as a distraction too. Yeah, yeah the only not the only way that they can, the only way that they could probably say that man, I, I said it in the chat. They probably need to just go ahead and start him at at uh, receiver. Let you start that, that running back. That uh, CMC start as a receiver, you can always motion him into the backfield and hand yeah. him off the ball. But yeah. they, they, teams don't fear Tua; they fear CMC. Yeah, and on that note, that one of the reasons why I wanted to call in. Um, so this this past draft with like everything that happened in the all season, something that I don't, I've not really heard a lot of people speak on. Um, call me crazy if it sounds crazy, but we extended Robbie. Um, knowing DJ DJ contract is coming up, they draft Harris in the second round. Like the way I look at the the wide receiver position mm-hmm. when I see when CMC is healthy, he's going to be the number one, the number two option. So whoever you have at wide receiver, no matter how skilled they are, they're going to get bumped down. We have DJ who's been balling out right now, but he his contract's coming up. You extended Robbie when you didn't need to, and you drafted Harris. To a position that already already fairly strong. I was talking to a friend and and he was the one that got my mind to thinking about it. What's the likelihood that they they're they're planning on trading DJ because the DJ's not their guy. You trade him, you don't have to pay him, and that allows him to pay other cats, uh, uh guys on the DC. Shadow, cancel the show if we trade DJ Moore, bro. That's that again. That's 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 that mad. That's tweaking. No, you say so, you you said you'll cancel your show for yeah, just a DJ Moore. Don't do it. Don't do it. Dave. No, no. So Dave, I, I hear you. It. I hear your premise. It makes that sense. is that Madden talk. I, but I feel mm-hmm. listen. I feel like this. Listen, nobody's going anywhere, and I no. feel like C Mac ain't going nowhere. My only yeah. beef, my only beef with C Mac, and it's not really a beef with him. It's a beef with Joe Brady or whoever is coordinating the offense. We have too many, and you just ran it down, right? We have all these cats. Why is it, it, it like there's so many? I wish there were there's so many offensive coordinators out there that wish they had the plethora of weapons that we have to play with. Why is it so difficult for us to spread the football around? Facts. Even even and even and even so we even talking about even and so I, I hear that I hear that. So even look at what look at what Joe Brady did last week against the Cowboys, right? He put. He put uh well th- a couple weeks ago when he put DJ Moore in the backfield, right, and had him come out and do the Texas route to score a touchdown. That would have never happened had C Mac been around. Like, why is it why is it taking all of this to make this offense facts? Why is it taking all this to make this make all these dudes get involved? Why why is it that C Mac has to go down? With C with I feel like with C Mac on the field. You should have so many. It should be so many options out there that we should never be stopped. 
Could we, we have Friday Iron Smith? We should never be stopped. I, I, but again, but again that's, that's why it makes our families complain about paying too many weapons because Joey can't figure out how to use them all. Rather than we should be the opposite way. We should be one of those teams happy because we have so many different weapons that we can just all spread the ball around. Like the whole, I never understand the whole shouldn't have paid Robbie argument. If y'all like, you ain't looking in the right places if you don't because there's too many dudes on defense to pay Hassan Reddick, he's gonna require a bag, a huge one at that. So that's why I had a problem with Okay, okay, okay. You don't you don't pay Robbie, you let walk. What has Terrence Marshall showed that he's the number two receiver? Is he getting targeted? He's something he's before target, we make what's the target percentage? What's his target percentage? He's, he's, he's getting that many targets, man. I'm telling you. Another thing and you got to look at, too, with Terrence Marshall is the fact that when he was at LSU, he spent time in the slot and lined up outside. He's mostly yeah. only in the slot here. He's a yeah. third. And, and see, that's another yeah. thing that we have to we have to kind of walk this uh, line. Yeah. Hey, so we've all been sitting here. Here's Marshall. Hold on, we've all been sitting here talking about the offensive line, how bad it is. My question to everybody is this: like, uh, how much of the blame goes around? Because we all just sat here and said, "Man, this old line is trash." And if his if Sam has already built a connection with Sam Darnold, then is it on the offensive line that we're not spreading the ball around? Is it on Joe Brady not game planning to get no. the ball into it's other people's hands? All on the quarterback hands? for not spreading what, the ball. What, not, what, what, is, what is it? Bullshit. Hell no. Let listen. listen. It's, uh, I said it earlier. It's the cycle of problems. T-Money, let Shaw go, man. Listen, let him listen. go. Every offensive coordinator has something to scheme around, bro. There aren't many great offensive lines in the league, bro. We could sit up here and fucking bullshit, but ain't many of them. It's about maybe yeah. four or five. You have to be able to scheme around it, bro. So it yeah. to me, it goes straight down. Because what did they tell him? What did they tell Sam? Play Don't within the system. Play, Play within, within the, the system. system. Don't be Get a hero. Get Mac. Don't be a hero. Don't force the football. Drop it out. Do your check down. Blah, blah. It's the same thing I said about Teddy Bridgewater last year. Y'all kill me for it. It's the same exact thing, bro. It is the system. I've been saying that shit since last year, bro. The it. system <laughs> is the system. That Play is the problem, bro. Shit rolls downhill. Down better than Teddy was last year, though. Shit rolls No, down no, don't do that. No, we're not doing that. We're not Play doing that. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy was out here. Teddy was out here going within bro, the system. We, ain't even had it. we don't even no, have no, to let do finish. this. Let me finish. No, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. He was going with the system, and when he went against the system, the coach threw his ass under the bus. Whenever he went against the grain, and right now, Rule is starting to do that with Sam. Where he's gonna see all these damn interceptions. I'm gonna go against the grain too. If you think you Cam Newton trying to jump over a positive fumble in the ball, yeah, <laughs> chill your ass out. Hey, listen, y'all said hey, some uh, y'all want to trade some because he's injury prone and everything. Uh, I mean, I remember. At, like most of y'all were angry when we cut Cam. He was injury prone. Cam didn't move his team. At the end of his career, but again, I don't think that 
I mean, you should be happy we got rid of Cam. I think the fan base is pissed about Cam. No, fan base was pissed about Cam because of the way it was executed. But here's something that that y'all don't want to hear, though. We can say that it's on Joe Brady, but I'm telling you, as long as this offensive line is as bad as it is, exactly. you all might you all might listen, you, you all right. might be right. Hold on. You all might be completely correct about about Joe Brady. But I'm here to tell you, if this offensive line doesn't get better and if it continues to be as trash as it is, Joe Brady isn't gonna get the benefit of the doubt. Are we having a different discussion if Sam hits those throws that he missed to Terrace Marshall? The throw that he missed, the 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 throw that he missed to to Robbie Anderson when he he overthrew that ball. I mean, again, like y'all said the same thing about Teddy. Missing wire, it's the it's and it's still true. I know when you have that. I said I keep saying it. When you have that middle tier of quarterback, you don't have to be the most accurate dude. It's just on those five shots or three shots you take a game. You got to hit on a couple of them. If you can't yeah. do that, then that's when they're gonna be ready to get rid of you. Yeah, uh, well, but, to get rid of I mean, we on, did on the whole conversation on, on uh, OC. Every time I every time I bring it up, the, my my mind immediately goes to uh, Shanahan with the 49ers. If I'm not mistaken, like a year or two ago, the 49ers O line was either hurt, like devastated by injury, or they were just outright trash. But Shanahan was still able to scheme around that shit. He had multiple running back running backs going off. The quarterback did exactly what he needed to do. They were still formidable. So with all the issues our offense is having, we see that they put up points in the first half. But then the second half rolled around and we struggled. You can say what you will about Sam's decision-making, but at the end of the day, Brady, as a coach, every coach's objective is to put the player in a position to succeed. Brady's not calling plays to put Sam in a position to succeed. You're calling five-step dropbacks knowing that your old line can't hold up a block. Roll the man out of the pocket like – him on the move, he, he, he seems to throw better when he's running. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all I'm breaking. I think that Shannon team lost the Super Bowl because of the point that's made, though. Jimmy G and that game couldn't make those necessary throws. But they got there. They got there. Sometimes I Justin, what Justin just said about, you know, the offensive coordinator schemes things out. So if we continue to go the way that we're going now, and if the season kind of falls apart, does Joe Brady get the axe after the season? No, no, and that's that's job. what I was trying to say earlier. Like, True. listen, we might, guys, we might as well be farting into the wind right now, bro. <laughs> Talking about Joe Brady, <laughs> this is my this is my point. As long as the offensive line is this bad, it doesn't matter how many legitimate critiques there are of Joe Brady's oh. play calling. Joe Brady is not about to go anywhere, and he's not about yeah. to be the person that Mike, gets the blame pinned on Mike, him for this Mike, offense being bad. Mike Rimmer. They will say that. Wait, Mark, say that's Mark, Mark, wait, wait, wait. Mike Rimmers started in two Super Bowls. Mike, I'm going to say it again. Mike Super Rimmers Bowl. started in two Super Bowls. Mike oh? Rimmers. Mike. Because of injuries on the second one, though. It was because of injuries on the second one. I don't double want to hit that damn name again. Mike you know, Rimmers I, started in two Super Bowls. All I'm saying, I'm saying this to say that these offensive lines ain't always great that make it to these Super yeah. Bowls. I heard that, that I heard I heard that uh, I heard that Mike Rimmers named his child after Von Miller. I can't <laughs> <laughs> you sure you sure it wasn't Vita Vea? 
Yeah, hey, it could have been all of them, man. He might, he might have but, the longest last point is, name My point ever. Is, is that we can, we can talk about the offensive line. And like Rashad said, there aren't too many elite offensive lines in the NFL right now. Like, that right. has been a there, – there aren't that many. Like, there aren't. Right. Like, we could go to 4MR. They could probably prove it, but there aren't. But what it boils down to is you as an OC has to adjust accordingly, and that's what Joe Brady has not been doing. You can't give the offensive line all this heat throughout the game we're out here leading after every game after halftime. I heard they often, in, in his offense in his offseason meeting with Fitter and Tepper to save his job. That's what he gonna do. Is let me the offense get the offensive line right for yeah, years three. Yeah, that, so Joe Brady is not, he's not going nowhere. When we were three and zero, when we were three and zero, our offense like he had the he had LSU offensive line. We don't have that type of offensive line. Right. It don't yeah, work. By the way, and look, hey, that's another conversation that kind of came up on our last Tuesday night show. And now it has people going back and looking at that LSU season under a microscope, man. They had Joe Burrow. They had the best offensive line in football. They had yes, Justin Jesus. Jefferson. Jesus. They had they had Jamar Chase. They had Terrace Marshall. They had Clyde Edward Hilaire. The Hubble, they the were Hubble telescopes and all that shit. We they we knew that. Loaded, man. Man, we, we knew that. Right. But yo, let me ask a question real quick. Yeah, thank your fans be knowing stuff. It is like surprised about stuff they already do. Hey, listen. I do believe this. I believe that sometimes people who are really, really smart oftentimes can overthink the room. Let me give you an yep. example, right? So Pat McAfee was talking about this today. And he said, you know, when you watch the confines of a game, like you'll see a two-minute offense being run. And the two-minute offense is almost virtually unstoppable. Why don't more teams mm-hmm. run those same plays throughout the course of a game? And when you look at what happened in that Dallas game, when they offense. you know, came back within – you know, what was it? What the final score was 28 to what? Somebody help me out. Was it 35, 36? 36. Or something like that, right? So we saw a lot of check down, check down, then boom, a shot. Check down, check down, boom, a shot. And it's like, I wonder sometimes do these guys overthink the room? And then also another thing, too, as far as Matt Rule is concerned, when you look at, like, I've always kind of measured leadership by two different standards. It's like a good leader can manage, like, maybe one, maybe possibly two alpha personalities at one time, a great leader can manage a whole room of them. When you look at like the Nick Saban, you know, coaching tree, or you look at like, cause Jimbo just finally beat him. Right. Or you look at uh, Bill Jimbo. Belichick's uh, coaching tree and you see all these alpha personalities. I wonder sometimes if Matt rule hired a group of guys that don't necessarily push back as much. And that maybe that's part of the issue as well. It's like, when you look at Joe Brady's, play calling like can you go into a room and like really yell at joe brady like you really want to or are you afraid of what you gonna get pushed back with? you know I what mean, i'm saying because i think joe brady got that fourth down remember when i think he was the punch? i think sorry. because matt you're breaking up Hey T, uh, come back. I think it's because Matt Rule is such a good. Hey T, 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 you're you're well, breaking up, man. Let's... Come back out and come back in because your audio is cutting out on you. I'll bring you back in. I was like, like when we were three and zero, they said we were ahead of schedule. Do y'all still feel like that? No. Is there even a schedule? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, the Panthers are right on time. Am I we'll say that, man. <laughs> The yeah. Panthers are right on time. Hey, uh, 
uh, someone alluded to this earlier. I have a tried and true theory that you do not see who the best teams in the NFL are until after week six, because then it's once you start get once you start getting into late October, early November football when the weather starts to change. That's when you really start to separate the men from the boys, and a lot of the pretenders fall off. I'm kind of thinking that there's a potential that we're seeing that happen a little early for the yes. Panthers. We, we might be yes. we might be he- ahead of schedule in the wrong direction. I said right. that. But I'm, definitely, I'm definitely guilty, bro. I'm guilty, dog. I saw them doves, and I got excited. I, I ain't yeah. going to lie, man. It's, it's hard. It's hard not, not to, fam. Yeah, I'm just, not, I'm just I'm just putting it out there that I'm, I'm yeah. guilty, dog. Okay. Even though we it's, all, even though we projected it, like me, and Rashad projected yeah. us starting three and zero, and we knew that we were probably going to lose the Dallas, but we did. And I and I said we were going to lose the Minnesota because it was a game that we should have won. And we we're going to lose, but that yeah. ended up happening with Philadelphia. So we think of all the work that Rashad, you, Cody, Dave, you guys. Like I said, I've been in this thing for a very short amount of time. But when you think about the amount of work that you guys have put in on the ground level, like I remember when I, you know, showed up for the draft situation, man, I was lost to shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Y'all put in real work in this shit, bro. So, like, of course, when you see your team and all the work accumulated, you know what I'm saying? Like, this was the most I ever been invested in the draft in my life. And to see it all come together in three games and look like you thought it would when we was making all these videos in the summertime, it is exuberating. You know what I'm saying? But now we at a point where it's like, all right, we're taking a little bit of a slide. I do think the Minnesota game is a must win, but what I'm hoping is that when this team get healthy, similar to how the Giants did when they beat New England in 2007, in that stretch of time, in that the last few games of the year, especially when they got in the postseason on the road, you did not want to see the Giants. And I feel like this team has shown players on it that if we get healthy at the right time, bro, anything can happen. And that's what's so great about being a fan is like you just don't know. Yeah, you know the game. I, I think the game, if we were hoodwinked at all, it was that New Orleans game because no. that's that, that, yeah. No, but look, after I'm saying, if 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 the Panther fans were too high on this football team, the game that really did it was New Orleans. They have a good right. offensive line, they got a veteran offensive line. We came down there and gave. Uh, Sean Payton, one of the worst games that he has ever coached as a coach for the New Orleans Saints. He was missing half his team. That that kind of well, they were missing a lot of coaches. But they yeah, had they just had Green Bay was I think yeah, they had they had destroyed yeah. the Packers. They destroyed them. So the fact that we were able to put up that kind of performance and our defense looked the way it is, let's kind of transition to that. What is our defense? What kind of performance are y'all expecting our defense to have against Minnesota? I know they have some big players that are kind of up in the air whether or not they're going to play. I want to let me go. To, let me let me hop this one on real quick. Okay, I'm a fantasy are, guy, and I'm gonna, and I'm going to say something that's going to be wild. I'm benching Dalvin Cook this week. I think he, is he playing? I'm benching so, whoever the running back from Minnesota is this week. So you believe, like in this, you believe in our defense? You believe our defense oh, yeah. is going to hit Dalvin? I'm bitching yeah. Dalvin Cook this week. I'm playing either mm-hmm. Chuba or Daryl Williams. Does it matter Cook. that Shaq Thompson isn't going to play? Is he not? No, he's so not that, playing. No, he's not playing. Yeah. I mean, he been practicing. Philadelphia. We did well against no. Philadelphia. I yeah. think yeah. – so I'm not I'm – Minnesota not, is better, though. Minnesota no. is a much better – I would say no. Minnesota yeah. – 
has been, has a, if you look at their collection of weapons, I would say Minnesota is a better offense. I think no, I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting how good the offense is. I just think our run defense is is really good. I think we're, I'm not I'm not blinded by what happened with Zeke and Tony Pollard because yeah. there was other there was other issues involved with that situation. I mean, last time we played Daniel Cook, we like put him out the game, right? Yeah. So I mean, Vikings uh, that, that, been pretty good too, though. That, that I'm more game, worried man. about Adam Thielen, to be honest with you. He's been, he's been that on my fancy. He's on my fancy team. He's been. I'm more worried yeah. about Adam Thielen, to be they're, honest they're, with you. They're, they're, their receivers, their receivers scare me, bro. Uh, I don't so, think yeah. they've been really tested, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't think our secondary has been really, really tested. I'm not scared uh, of Adam Thielen, to be honest with you. It, your damn no, no, the, 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 he had zero the, points until like two minutes left in the fourth. The player. What did he do before no, that? Don't go. piss me off. Yeah, Look, you going yeah. off that? You, you like Dave? You like Dave with the fantasy stuff, man? Screw all that. Look at the nuts. zero. What's going on? Yeah, I got feeling too, bro. I'm not bitching feeling. I'm not bitching feeling. It only concerns me because CJ Henderson needs to move up. So, um, that 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 uh, the run the run defense against Dallas. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. Cody mentioned him earlier. He did a uh, breakdown on what went wrong in that game. Oh, Snow was uh, being Brent, cute. Brent, Brent Coleman. Brent Coleman. Yeah. yeah. Snow, Snow was being cute and was running a lot of nickel formation. Yeah. I honestly believe that if we'd have gone to like a basic 4 3 look, we'd have shut their run down also. Yeah. Um, we got, I think Snow learned from that. We yeah, got to get going this week, right? We got to get going this week. Next time. I think the. Oh, Giants? I think the biggest thing. I think the biggest thing Snow wasn't expecting was he wasn't expecting Zach Martin to be able to block Derrick Brown one on one. Yeah, uh, and and this this is another thing. Like uh, just to speak on Brady, uh, compare Brady. Dallas went into that game with a two tight end, like he was running heavy sets, two tight ends to the same side because they yeah. were going to establish the run. Like this is all, this this is the type of stuff I'm asking Brady to do. You know. This offensive line does not block very well. Let's let, let's leave somebody back there. Like leave Trimble in the backfield. That's one of some two tight ends. I I have complete and utter faith that DJ can take a cornerback's anchors ankles. Robbie can take a cornerback's ankles and and get open if it's one on one. I truly do believe that. So you can leave some guys in the backfield to help you take down. Again. I just didn't catch what it was just said. But, no, keep going, boss. But, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's like, stuff like that. Like, you see, uh, like, yesterday, the uh, Bucks and Eagles game. I, I was watching the Rams game this past uh, week, uh, past weekend. And I'm just, for everything that Brady was hyped up to be, they were talking like he's going to be the next Sean McVay. You watch these guys who actually know how to, to just screw a defense up. Like, it doesn't matter. You could be. You can have a perfect play called on defense, but they just they, they got you. Um, I can't think of the, the Rams receiver. It's all like he's leading the league. Like he's leading the Cooper league. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Uh, it's like him and the other cat. Like uh, McVeigh have oh, have a Sarah. Yeah, Woods. Yeah, you know, they'll have you know, dangle Woods in front of you. And you're like, oh, Woods is getting the ball, and you don't realize Cup ran right by you. Like, bro, let I ain't asking you to be Sean McVeigh. But I'm asking you to be a competent OC. That's all I'm asking. Like, I'm leaving it alone. 
Like, yeah, I mean, uh, no, listen. But Joe, but, but Joe Brady around the league is supposed to be seen in that Sean McVay light, though. Yeah. He's going to be one of them no. super young head coaches. Get a head coaching job. That that's that, for the man. Uh, yeah, I hope he gets a head coach job. I'm uh, rooting for him because we're not gonna find but, him. But so we but gotta let, get him out of there. Let, let's remember something. Joe Brady no. was at LSU. He wasn't an offensive coordinator. He was a passing right. game coordinator and wide receivers coach. He, might go he, to LSU called, he called. He called a few plays, but he didn't call all the plays. So if he was a when he game, was hired at Carolina, he was said, "Here, you got the keys." And you look back, he, he doesn't have anybody to reach out to for help. Yeah, he, he was a passing game. That's it. If he was a passing game coordinator, why in the hell do you have a receiver on the sideline blowing up? Because he's telling you, and it's the second week in a row where you'd have heard a corner say they're sitting on our route. That's. That's that good point. It, it, to, to me, to me, it goes back with with bad coaching altogether. There's bad coaching from the head coach to the offensive coordinator. Because Matt, Matt, Matt Rule is not offensive coordinator. Matt Rule had to build his coaching staff the way he had to build it because, again, he's not an offense or defensive coach. He's a leader of men. So That's if you're that type of coach, that means your coordinators have to be really, really good XO kind of guys. That's that coach. Hey, what does what it what does it do for the morale of the football team if we're all sitting around here coming up with the the very clear inadequacies that this offense has right now? We all see Robbie Moore or Robbie Anderson very visibly has frustrations with this offense. It really makes you wonder what our players are thinking, man. Like, well, are, are, are they also thinking like, man, this we're being held back by this? Sorry, ass play calling, and then the fact that Matt Rule goes in his press conference and is like, "Well, I don't know how to fix it." Hmm, what do you think? It's not it, a big it's deal. Like, Every player receiver has those moments when you're losing. Mike yeah, Evans has those moments, yeah. and they win the fucking Super Bowl and looking like one of the best offenses that ever touched the football. And he still had a moments. And not only he's that, like he's not getting the ball enough when he's losing. Not only that, Cody. Like if you when I I looked at that blow up, probably a hundred times, man, to see what I thought he was saying. It looked like to me, because I wonder if that was reactionary. Like, remember when Robbie dropped that pass earlier? How do we know that when he went over to the sideline, something wasn't said to him and he was reacting? Because what it looks like he said was, I was not open, coach. That's it. That's exactly what it looks like he said. Yeah. When he they was were sitting on those down. routes. Yes. And so they, it, they were just sitting on them and didn't, didn't Slay, uh, Darius Slay say that in his interview after the game too. He was like, yeah, I knew that they were just going to continue to run those. Steven Nelson, yeah, so, and, and how do we know? And you know, the old Steven adage, Nelson last week and the week before, Travion did said it. And what's yeah. that old adage? Shit rolls downhill. So if downhill. It's from, yes. if it's coming from up top and it's going yeah, down, somebody on the field, and then it comes to that wide receiver coach and he uh, chews Robbie's ass. You know, Robbie's probably like, "Bro, I wasn't open. There was three fucking people around yes. me. Like, what was yeah. I supposed to do?" So, you know, and that takes me back to what I was saying. If you, uh, you have Sam is not Cam on Cam's level of athleticism, but you have a quarterback who can move if he needs to move. So if you roll that man out of the pocket, if we're able to establish the run, you can get some boot phase. You can open stuff up downfield. Read option, read option. Like I'm, I'm, when I tell you, it, it beats me up. Like we don't know what Sam is. The sad truth of the matter is, 
if Brady is as good an OC as you can make him out to be, he needs to show it. And if he is that dude, he can show that, hey, I, I can make Sam an adequate quarterback, even with this shit O-line. But if you're telling me the only way that Brady can show, the only way Brady can get in his bag is if everything goes perfect for him, he's not. Then you're not as much of a genius as everybody else is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and you know what else? You're not much of a, you're not a coach. You're a play caller. A coach can make adjustments when it's happening. You're just a play caller. But even look at at even the use of Brady this year. The whole point of Robbie coming to Carolina in the first place, besides. He a temple boy was that he got tired of the Jets just using him as a deep threat guy and he wanted to run every kind of route. What happened to that this year? When do we see Robbie catch slants anymore? When do we see Robbie run in routes anymore? It's all deep stuff. People forget DJ and Robbie had uh, both had over a thousand yards, but Robbie had like 30 more catches than DJ last year. He was the beast in like the beginning of the year. That's what that's what I'm trying to I'm trying like with all the talent this offense has, with all the talent that they have, you legitimately you can legitimately run. You say DJ, you gonna run this route, Robbie the next play, you're gonna run the same route. Like they both tremendous with yours after the catch. They just do them in different ways. Robbie will burn you with his feet, DJ will drop his shoulder on you, make three dudes look like they stupid, and then take off. Like Get these dudes the ball. You don't have to run these 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 intricate routes. They don't have to be anything that takes five seconds to develop. You can I get do them think the ball there's, there is right, such a thing as an abundance of riches, though. I think you yeah. know. I, I think you're seeing that in in Cleveland with uh with Baker Mayfield. There, it's not coincidental the fact that he struggles when OBJ is on the field. Yeah, so, I agree with that because because Jarvis Landry has been out and OBJ still ain't been in the ball. Yeah, true. Well, well, I mean, listen, the well, Browns. There's other, the Browns there's other are there. They, they have a run team. About how, they've been talking about how Cleveland, like uh, Brady, not Brady, but Baker isn't. He's not even looking on OBJ's side. Mm. So there's rumors that they're going to trade. You want them gone? Dude, I feel Dude, bad. Hey, and you know what? They should. You know what? Real talk. They should, man. Yeah. They have. They have two studs at the running back position, yeah. man. They got. They got Nick Chubb. And they got Kareem Hunt, and they got one of the better offensive lines yeah. in football. Like yeah. in my mind, oh, that that and, that team right now, they're the truest definition of uh, an old school smash mouth. Passing should be the third option. And oh, and that the uh, run game travels. Yeah, run no, game yeah. travels well on the road. So if but you're y'all not football, deeper than that, if you trade OJ, who is Jarvis Landry's best friend in the whole wide world. How are you gonna lose him? Yeah, but you might lose it. You that. might you might lose him anyway. You might lose him anyway. If the quarterback doesn't trust a wide receiver, there's no use to keep him around. Hey, and Cody, honestly, you if you're the Browns, OBJ, if you're the Browns, why wouldn't you want to get something for Odell now while while you still can? Yeah, why why he's got trading value. Like three years, what are you gonna get from him? Wait, yeah. what, what were you gonna say? Woman? No, I was just gonna say, you know, who the uh Browns remind me of the 08 Panthers. There's so many yeah. similarities, it's ridiculous. Well, Miles Garrett, yeah. Julius Peppers, the two, yeah. 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 you know what I'm saying? Jake yeah, DeLone, Baker Mayfield. It's almost it's, it's, a, it's uncanny how much it looks that was always like my 08. comparison from Miles Garrett. I said that looked like Julius Peppers to me. I went yeah. to that playoff game where he threw eight interceptions. 
Oh, you're about against Arizona. So, yeah. So, yeah. No. Five and a fumble. So, look, man, we're going on three hours, man. I, I certainly appreciate every single one of y'all for coming on here and talking Panther football, man. This has been so fun like it always is, man. I definitely appreciate it. Before we get out of here uh, and I finish watching my sorry-ass Clemson Tigers try and mount an <laughs> offense, which, by the way, ain't going very well, uh, if I'm being frank. Uh, your, uh, punter, your punter could throw a good ball. Oh, dude, our fucking punter yeah. is good as shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our, put him a that was a perfect ball. Dude, That's our punter is fucking top tier. I love him. That's uh, but, yeah, before we, before we get out of here, man, I want to get everybody's prediction – for Minnesota, Carolina, man. I want to hear it because most of these Friday free-for-alls, we had a bunch of Panther picks and not too many people picking the other way. I kind of feel like it might change around this time. We're going to work from the bottom and to work our way up. I'm going to start with Mike, the Supreme Leader himself. I need a prediction, man. Tell me what you're thinking. Are the Panthers going to beat the Minnesota Vikings, man? In my mind, my team will always beat every team, but I can't give yeah. you a prediction. I can't give you a prediction because I don't really like doing them because the the second syllable in the word prediction kind of defines, you know, that term and trying to think what's going to happen because you don't know what's going to happen. And I think this game, we, we can't look at the O-line. We can't look at the receivers. We can't look at anybody. We have to look at the coaching staff, which is going to be hard to do. And like like one said, like I said, that shit ball is sitting at the top of that hill and it's ready to start rolling down. And if we lose, yeah. it's going it's going 50 miles per hour all the way down. Oh, boy, it's going to go fast if it starts rolling, man. That's That seems to be the theme of what people are saying today, that it, it could get a lot worse. Uh one Carolina, I appreciate you for joining us today, man. I want to no know what you think. Uh, what's your prediction for this game, man? <sighs> you know, I heard a prediction today that suggested that the Minnesota Vikings were going to absolutely roll us. But Ooh. I am a diehard, blue-blooded, black jersey-wearing, Panther freaking hey. fan. Tell so, To me... I'm going 27-24 Carolina on a winning walk-off field goal. 27-24 on a walk-off. I like that, man. And, and hey, man, that's uh, – I mean, these games have been tight. They, they, they've been tighter and tighter. Uh, so it would be definitely interesting to see if we can – especially with no McCaffrey. Dude, I'm really looking at this offense, man, in a, in a much- big type of way. How much stock do you put into uh, all this uh, Wednesday was like a, you know, crazy good. You think that was just media speak? Or do you- well, I'm so glad you brought this up. And then that's another thing. Now there's, now there's, a, there's always this bullshit where whenever you hear Matt rule, say something good. Now we just assume that it's going to be the opposite. Like, Oh, whenever he praises a player, either we're releasing them or they have a bad game or it's like, he, there's this double side of, uh, of, of, of Matt Rule's mouth that, that we keep on having to do this thing, man. At one, I want to be able to say, yeah, if we had our best week of practice, maybe our football team is pissed off in the right kind of way. Maybe they'll come out here to slap the Minnesota Vikings around. 
that's what I hope. I but forgot man, who was I, Somebody said after he said that, they was like, oh, that means he cutting the whole team now. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> bro, he might start playing the water boys, you know, like. Start it's, it's, it's crazy, man. So I don't know. Uh, I, I appreciate you bringing that up because that is one trend that I do not like, man. Why do we have to hate it whenever we hear our head coach give praise to someone that we're like, ah, oh, shit, what's about to happen now, man? Right. It, it's about to be something crazy, and it's like that's not a good trend to have. If we come uh, out flat, bro, it's only it's only two it's only two people. Oh, it's two people he don't lie about as far as giving them praise, I guess, in his head. And that's Cam Irvin and Pat Effman. He did them. He mean that shit, man. The two players that deserve it the least. (laughs) All right, Team Money, man, give us a prediction, bro. You think the Panthers are going to pull it out, or does uh, Minnesota continue this uh, losing attitude we have in Carolina? Uh, I'm never going to pick against us, so I think we're going to win 26. 724. I think it'll come down to the water. 2724. All right. So that's two. That, that, all right. That's 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 two for the for the Carolina. Yeah, you said you're picking Carolina, right? 2724. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I like it so far, man. Uh Justin, my man out there in Hawaii, a Gamecocks fan in Hawaii, man. That's Hell awesome. yeah. That's yeah, crazy, I, you know. I salute to you, man. Um, hey, hey, hey I, I, this is the only time y'all ever hear me say this out my mouth. If South Carolina ever had a chance of this year, it's this fucking year, man. Y'all ain't got no excuses, no more, bro. We have plenty of excuses. Oh, dude, like we ain't shit. I mean, we looking bad right the, now. The same issues that the Panthers have on offense. Exactly. South Carolina have a with their offense. They've never had a good hey, offense. Hey, Clemson is in the fourth quarter right now. It's 14 to 7, and we can't move the ball to save our life, dude. It's terrible. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, man. But anyway, man, T Money, I mean, no, not T, uh, Justin, give us your prediction for this game, man. Do the Panthers pull it out? Yeah, man, I'm going to be a little bit long winded, and I'm going to bring out the eternal optimist in me. So I'm going to say. Right. That Chuba has his first rushing touchdown of his career, along with getting over another another hundred yard game. I'm gonna say Sam starts to exercise on demons when he goes out and throws three passing touchdowns. Defense remains formidable, staunch and all of that. I'm gonna say the final score is gonna be 28 14. We're we're gonna be able to score. We're gonna score eight touchdowns in the third quarter. So exercise some of those demons too. All right, so you you you're thinking we might have a have a get right game. I, I we, uh, so. Yeah, okay. All right, I like it. I like it. Dave, one half of the PNP podcast. Rashad had to jump out a little bit earlier. I definitely appreciate both of y'all for coming hanging out and uh talk about these Panthers, bro. What are you doing, man? You're predicting this uh this game. What you got, man? You think the Panthers are gonna pull it out or the Vikings about to be some more party poopers? But what's going to happen is for the sixth straight game, the Carolina Panthers will be leading the game at halftime. It'll be something to the effect of like 14-3, something along those lines. We're going to be flat in the third quarter like we always are. We're going to finally get out a sneaker, and we'll pull it out 20-17. to 17. 
20 to 17. Yeah. All right, so everybody's uh, thinking you put a lot of pressure on that defense. 17. Yeah, I'm putting a lot of pressure on that damn. Doing more than scoring three points in the third quarter, man. Yeah. I, I know. Oh, I'm scoring six. It's been a we got scored in the second half. And my prediction is seventeen to six. I know. Panther rule. Panther pickle. Kenneth, my man, tell me yeah. what you think of this game. Who's about to win this thing, man? For several weeks or for several days, I've been calculating that Minnesota was going to win this, and I was. Pred- come into this room to tell you that Minnesota was going to win this. But I can't do that. I just can't, no matter how much I want to. I, just because I, I I, still think that that number one, Kirk Cousin is, is a, just your normal pocket passer. You don't really move. I have yeah, a lot, I have a lot of hope. I have super hope that, that Snow can figure that out and send more than they did last year. Okay. And with the combination of our running game, I'm <laughs> saying we're going to win it 21-14. 21-14. So, so here you go. Just an FYI, man. So underdog fantasy, they have an over-under rushing yard for Kirk Cousins. Right now it's two and a half yards. And I'm waiting <laughs> for picking the over. You're picking the over? Ah, oh, Dave. Don't do the, it, man. Just for the sake of transparency. It's two Sam yards, Sam, Sam Darnold is 11 and a half rushing yards. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Federal mom says be more positive, Dave. Come on, man. What are you talking about, man? Be I put this positive. to win. What more do you want? Oh, <laughs> this man. is another game without McCaffrey. I picked this to win every single one of these games. Bro, he's not going to rush for four inches. He's not going to rush for four inches, Dave. Come on now. Pause. Come on. I know I, I can see Kirk Cousins breaking out. All I need him is do it once. Just oh, do it on a third man. down. Just do it just one time. Cousins is going to take off running one time and she ain't going to check his ass and he ain't going to do it ever again. Man, that's a damn shame. We're going to watch Kirk Cousins rush for a first down and we're all going to know that somewhere Dave is smiling with a big ass grin on his face. It don't matter because I got to hit I got to hit at least three of these things to make some money, man. Oh, you can win up 20 times your money. So I got to hit at least three of these things. I would like to see Derek Brown bust loose and sack, force a fumble on Kirk Cousins. That would be Just nice. his that. ass right there on the con. Right there on the love on that. The- that. <laughs> that awesome. Kevin Boshoven. What's up? Um, yeah, man. My, my Clemson Tigers don't look too good. Be nice no, to no, me, bro. Be nice to me, bro. But uh, what do you think about this Panthers-Minnesota Vikings game? I was worried coming in just because of seeing what the Eagles did to us. I'm just like, I don't know what to pick anymore, but I kind of got stuck in my head. Uh, 23-17, Carolina. 23-17, Carolina, I'm gonna, man. I'm pick against Carolina, and I think Robbie Anderson's going to have a breakout game. In this game. But I was right last last week. so Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, man, I, I like it, man. We've got a Panthers panel here. Everybody's picking the Panthers. Drew, are you going to be the combo breaker man? Are you going to be Mr. Party Pooper and just rain on everybody's parade? What's going on, man? What you think about I, this game? I can't do it, Cody. I can't. I'm exactly. I can't do it. You couldn't do it. I can't do it. You couldn't I mean, do it. What's your, what's everything's, you think, everything's pointing to saying it's not going to be pretty, but I'm mm. picking the Panthers 22-16. 
That defense is going to be pissed off. Yeah. That hey, defense I'm is going to be pissed off. Uh, like, you're not blaming us for this one. I want to add I want to add one thing. I think Chen is going to have a remember me moment in the game. He, I think Chen is going to strip somebody force a fumble. He might take it back. He did last time. Yeah, I think we might have a remember me moment. <laughs> All right, so look, y'all, let me let me tell y'all where I'm at. I think our defense is going to have a big time kind of day. I think Brian Burns is going to get a strip sack. I agree. I think Jeremy Chin is going to ball out. I think Dante Jackson gets another interception to add on to the career year that he's having. But damn it, y'all put me in this position, man. Don't do it, Cody. Don't do it. Cody. Y'all, y'all, y'all put me Cody. in this position, man. Y'all put me in nah, this he, position. He, 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 Turn off the Clemson. You're getting too negative. Don't do it, Cody. <laughs> Panthers are going to lose 13-10. Keep pounding, Cody. Panthers are going to lose 13-10, bro. Well, you I had wrong. to break it. You know I what? You was wrong last week. Let me you tell you wrong why. Last week. Let me tell you yeah, why. You up, Hold up. Take it from let, the Gamecock fan. Do not let the negativity of your college team affect your college I know. Team. Exactly. Listen, man. Do not. I know. Listen, man. I'm trying to hit the reverse jinx over here, man. We've all been picking the Panthers unanimously on the Friday free-for-all. I'm trying to to jinx us and to get the W, man. You've been listening to to, uh, Mac Attack too much. No, this is what I'm saying, man. I don't care if I have to be – no, Your anger is towards Clemson, not with the Panthers. No, my anger is towards It ain't even just about the L, L, though. But 10 points? Don't yeah, break right? need his ass. Well, we only scored 10, bro. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I will start to think better of them when they earn that kind of performance. Mm-hmm. Until then, we all know from looking with our own two eyes, this Panther offensive line it's bad, man. It's yeah. bad. And the and the, the Minnesota defense has a really good front. They really do, man. If I have to come on here and be the bearer of bad news, I hope I'm wrong, man. You all know I want the Panthers to win. But, man, this offensive line is not good. It's not mm-hmm. good, y'all. It's not good. So, <laughs> see, baby. Uh, oh, don't do it, man. Don't do it. I think G Baby is getting to you, man. Oh, man. Where is G Baby? Let me ask. It's not your fault, Cody. Let me ask. We talked during the show about the specifications about how the, for example, the, the, the coaches, rule fitter, or whoever it is, wants the arm length to be X amount. We've heard them talk about how they want the offensive linemen to be agile so they can block the fast guys but yet powerful enough to block the power guys so they want a perfect offensive lineman now i know they ain't been head coaching around that long but we've been waiting for 15 years for them to figure out how to find the perfect offensive lineman and they ain't found one yet no what do you think they're gonna find perfect offensive lineman in this next draft it's not i mean it, if okay well, what, I, haven't, what draft I, haven't, I haven't started looking at the draft yet but the only thing I'm, I'm pinpointing on is that our coaches seem dead set with Cam Irving at left tackle 
and Pat Elflin at left guard, man. And that's not you know, Matt Paradis hasn't played well with those two to his left. Look, man, hey, Panthers are kings, bro. I will beg for apology to the gods of football if I am wrong, man. But look, they have to earn it. I've said that about this entire season, about every single player on our team, about every coach, about every front office member. The Panthers have no laurels to lie on. They have to earn everything that they win, man. And I'm tired of giving them the benefit of the doubt. The Panthers have to go out and respond to a terrible performance, man. And until our offensive line plays better, it is what it is, man. Cody, I'm gonna come looking for uh, you Sunday if they if Carolina wins this game. Come on, bro. I, I, come I, on. I, I was that far from from picking against the Panthers this time. I was just because just just because I I kind of agree with a lot of things of that. They've got to they've got to play better than they played last week. They've got to play better than they played. My, week my, my big thing is this. If Sam Donald throws multiple interceptions to the same it's guy over. again, we're going to have to have a different discussion the next time I show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. No, no. Sam's your guy. You're not going to venture for PJ at this point. We're not. Yeah. That ain't. We're not entertaining that. We don't. We don't Sam's even have it. anybody to bench him for. Yeah, Sam's it. We're not. We're not in the. We're gonna. We're gonna drop him <coughs> PJ business. He's it's the guy. They traded for this man. He's living. Rule and Brady is going to <coughs> this year. Yeah. They riding with him. That's their career. That's their career. One hey, period. Cody, whose yeah, com- who, whose comment was that you just posted a second ago? I didn't read it. Uh, but, but, John, yeah, I'm, John I'm Mayberry. Like- Can you post that again? Yeah, 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 right here. Pointing up. I mean, yeah, listen, there's a lot on our team to be very, very excited about. I I mean, very excited about. We have a bunch of really good players on defense. We know Stephon Gilmore is going to come back. Oh, dude, another thing. I can't believe I haven't mentioned this until the end of the damn show. Uh, They're saying that if the Panthers are in consideration to make the playoffs, J.C. Horn might indeed be able to return for the playoffs. I hope not. No, nothing no, against Jason Horn, but I, 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 I don't trust this coaching staff's trainer's ability to say, oh, this guy's going to be great to come in. I can I, see him coming into the playoffs and ripping out, his, ripping out his but, making the injury work. But imagine Stephon Gilmore yeah. and J.C. Horn on the field at the same time if the Panthers really are in the playoffs. Dude, that, a would, be a time, yeah, that would be a big-time thing for the Panthers, man. And I don't think it's the coaching staff you have to worry about. You have to be, you have to worry about saving JC from himself. Yeah. Well, that too. I mean, if JC could play right now, he would. But if you remember, Michael Jordan had a similar. And I know it's uh, football and basketball, but Jordan was such an explosive player. And, uh, you know, as is JC Horn, Jordan had a similar injury. I want to say it was either his rookie or sophomore year. It was his. his rookie, no, his sophomore. Yeah, yeah, and they kept him sideline for a while. So I'm not yep. worried about JC at all. But I don't. But like you, uh, Panther Rule, I don't want to see him rush back too fast. Yeah, yeah. And, and hey, by the way, real quick, everybody's giving me a ton of grief. Cody, how dare you say that we only score in ten? Well, let me tell you what: if the Panthers shit the bed, I better see everybody giving me my props 
in due turn, man, because I'm telling you, this offensive line is struggling. But if we yeah. come out and put up, if we put out and put up a good performance, yeah, man, I'm gonna be stoked. I'm gonna yeah. come out here. Be I, think, I think Robbie's gonna have a great game because we were all no, not all of us. Most of the folks were hyped up last week about how bad we was gonna blow out the Eagles. Think we was going to destroy them. We was going to obliterate them, and yes. that didn't happen. Matt, it didn't and, happen and at all. Kenneth, Kenneth, that's one of the reasons why I'm hesitant to pick them. Yeah, we were, we, we were that's why to I be, almost went against them. I, I, I mean, but, again, I'm willing to bet we would all probably say that on paper the Minnesota Vikings are a better football team than the Philadelphia Eagles. Do we not kind of somewhat yeah. agree on that yeah. statement? Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. like if we couldn't do it to Philadelphia, Absolutely. man, like you know, I mean, we shut down Hurts in the passing game. I mean, it was we did, we did, we did. But again, I think we're gonna have a fantastic defensive performance. I think our defense. Yeah, is I, think it's gonna be easy. I mean, what, what killed us last week? That crazy, what killed us last week? And we may not want to talk about it. We may be hesitant to say it and blame it on everything else. But the bottom line is, if Take away the three interceptions. How 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 would would that have changed the entire depth of the game? I'm, I'm still mad at our defense no. for biting that read oh, option. Keep pounding, keep pounding in the chat room. It says Irvin and Elflin are back. The line will be better than last week. <laughs> well, what's he smoking? I don't, I don't know, man. Like those two guys are the reason I'm. He's got Elflin ain't back. Bit. He's still on He's IR. Good. Is Elfland is on? Is he's he still, still on IR? IR. They I today's practice, they would think about they would think about activating him for Sunday. Can they, can they activate him on Saturday? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, man. All I know is, be I hear the skull chat uh, chant more than I hear keep pounding in that stadium. I'm a sock somebody in the jaw. Hey, hey, man, bro, no, nobody watched nobody watched the bro, game with one. Get ready. Viking fans take over. Viking fans took over last year. My Facebook page has so many Panthers fans selling their tickets, bro. So get definitely ready, guys. keep pounding. Uh, definitely. The get Panthers, ready. the Panthers home field advantage does not exist. Now, see, that's something we, Tepper's going to have to fix. I, 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 we, I we had a whole discussion about it on Twitter, I man. I was, I was giving the fans some heat, and the I, thing I got back was we got to bring a winning team. And I'm like, Yeah, I, that's bullshit. To me, no, that's you bullshit. You can't just go off that. You can't just that, go that's off that. That's bullshit. You know what? If you're a PSL owner and you sell your seat, you are a cop-out. Yes. I don't give a rat's ass about, oh, I spent $300 and I'm losing money. Well, that's your, you're an idiot then. Hey, if, you, if you cannot support your team in the good time and the bad, then sell your seats. Panther sell rule. your entire tickets. Don't Talk buy that. them again. Sell sell the PSL altogether. If you don't like it, too bad. Go cheer for go cheer for for the Jaguars. That's Panther it. rule. Talk that shit. Talk that <laughs> shit, man. Talk that shit. That's a lot but of if, fans. If, a lot of fans what, need to hear yeah, that, if, man. If 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 you if you spent three hundred dollars and you showed up for a game and they sucked and you, okay, fine. Get up, get up in your seat with your Panther stuff on and say play better. If you turn around and sell it to the highest bidder, you're a cop out. Yeah, or, or at least to make sure that they're a Panther fan. If you're yeah, gonna sell them, 
make sure it's a Panther fan and make sure that they know the fucking rules yeah. to be loud as shit yeah. on third I mean, down. I don't know. I don't know if it's legally possible. I'm going to own up to this. I don't. I, I know there's rules in there somewhere that I don't know that I'm not aware of. But if I was David Tepper, if I had to wait till the end of this season, I would say next year, no PSL seat owner is allowed to sell your tickets. Yeah, there's Period. no way he can pull that. There's no yeah, way. He can pull yeah, that. nah. But he. Well, Eric, but then. then Revision, but real quick, I, I would do it and let somebody take me to court. But David Tepper, he got our, more money our, than the government got. We mentioned on our Tuesday night show, though, the reason that'll never happen is because the PSLs are why every Panthers game is listed as a sellout. Yeah, like they they make their money on those PSLs. So yeah, there might be a detriment to our fan base, but they're not a detriment to David Tepper's pockets. So they ain't going nowhere, man. So so if 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 I look at it this way, if 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 Panther fans have the nerve to say we're going to sell the seats to the highest bidder, then you keep your mouth shut when David Tepper says no, keep pounding. You set your mouth shut and you stick your nose Ooh, in the corner because you ain't I got like no that. damn right to open your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, man. If they're selling their tickets, they ain't opening their mouth anyway. Yeah. That's part shit. of the issue. Where, where's my the ethos? Thing about, the whole yeah, thing about being a, a, a fan, like it's short for fanatic. So exactly. you, said you, you, you really root for a team. If you really ride for them, you're going to be with them when it's good. 2015 good, you're gonna yeah. be with, with him with this fucking one in one in fifteen and it, it don't matter. Give me crossing. Like, bro, I, I I I hate to say it because I don't want to sound like that guy, but when I was in high school and, and younger and shit, when I played on organized teams, we weren't always good. Nope. I, I played football because I love the fucking sport. I watch football mm -hmm. now because I love the sport. I root for the team because I'm from Carolina. Mm -hmm. If I had an opportunity to go to a game, we could be losing. You could best believe I'm gonna leave that damn stadium with a, a cracked voice. I might not be able to speak. That's just yeah. Me. I agree. So if I was able to get there, like if you guys can hear me when I'm watching the game here in my crib out here in Hawaii, there's people outside. My neighbors can hear me out on the other side of the street when we make a good play and when I see something boneheaded happen. It's just how I am. Like I'm a fan in every sense of the word. Yeah, in twenty in twenty fifteen in twenty fifteen, the law knocked on my door. I was allowed. <laughs> so, that's hey, Cody, I, I, I that's, live in that's Park, how you gotta so do it, that's, man. That's, Cody, that's, yeah. I just saw DJ throw the football in the back of a cheerleader. Yeah, it's throat. fucking embarrassing, dude. <laughs> man, he literally I'm hit really a cheerleader mad. in the back of the head. Dude, Cody. I'm so mad at this team, dude. I I, I don't even know. Uh, Cody, I'm so upset. Cody, I'm a Clemson did, did, fan. Did he hit the because you oh, dude, what is happening to our team, man? Listen, the dynasty is coming apart. Cody, Tony, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep Tony it. Tony Elliott bro. needs to go. Don't. Am I it wrong? Ain't, it ain't just Tony Elliott, fam. Let me tell um, you, this man that the the expectations that was on DJ with one was unrealistic, but bro, we used to laugh at dudes in high school that wore wave caps and headbands at the same time. You know what I'm oh, like this dude, bro. Oh. Like, you can just look at everything he do and tell he just not really focused, bro. That's what this is, man. His pops on on social media, marketing and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm bro. friends with his pops on Twitter. Maybe your head coach ain't really all that. His head ain't. Man, shut up. Ain't no one man, talking please, about hey, bro, hey, hey, man. Hey, man, we got, we got the go, that coach. We got the go, dog. Without, man might have been not the Sean Watson, that man got fired. 
bro, listen, man. Deshaun Watson saved his job. Yeah, no, Warren, I think you make a great point. The expectations on DJ Uyunglele were very, very high. Uh, He's definitely not playing anywhere near the level that Trevor did. But listen, man, just like we're talking about Joe Brady's play calling. You look like how Trevor looked in the league. Listen, uh, the play calling has been bad for Clemson, specifically in the playoffs, for a lot of years now, man. And it it really has me wondering about Tony Elliott. I know this is the Panther podcast, but, dude, my my Tigers, the the, the offensive drop-off is really – Did y'all want Tony Elliott as the head coach? Yeah, no, you were in love with the man like a year ago. That's what oh, I'm yeah. saying. Oh. <laughs> they wanted yeah. Tony Elliott as the head coach or the offensive coordinator. Hey man, yeah. well, lose that man for anything? Is he better or worse than? I don't South know about that, bro. I didn't <laughs> like see the same stories going around about Tony Elliott since last year, bro. So I don't know about all that. Bro, what, I mean, dude, there, there, there were there were Vol fans. Just, just literally burning and crying and screaming because they hired the coach they got. Now they, now them same fans is like, oh yeah, he's our guy. Uh, hey, yeah. but, hey, but Cody, man, I'm, I'm gonna tell you the truth though, bro. This, this does have me worried because these kind of seasons, these kind of moments are the ones that can open that mm-hmm. that recruiting door ever so slightly. And I'm not saying Dabo got to change his philosophy, but this whole transfer portal stuff, like he yes. really got to, he got to get at a second look, bro. No, man ain't going to come. Warren, you are 100% correct. Oh, shit. That, Dabo, listen, 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 listen. One of the Thank things that, that – one of the reasons why Nick Saban is one of the best coaches in college football is that man is so quick to adapt. Whenever no he has to change mm-hmm. his offense from a run-first football team to uh, an air raid passing attack, dude, he's yeah. ready to do it. He's ready to fire coaches. He is willing to do – Whatever is necessary to win, <laughs> man. God, this sucks. So Smart bad. people learn from their own mistakes. Wise people learn from the mistakes of others, man. Yep. When you, when you bring in a Lane Kiffin, you bring in a Steve Sarkeesian, and you, uh, even though they're not there, the principles that they had when they were there still linger around. How did I mean you go from Jake Coker, 62 yard McCarran, touchdown reception, you know, to, mm-hmm. to now? I mean, damn, Alabama QBU, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's you do that by adapting, it really is, bro. It really, it is. really is. And, and, and look, Dabo was at that. Uh, I'll say this and then I'll wrap it up for the non Clemson fans that are dying here, but <laughs> maybe but, Dabo got to go. No, 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 no. Nah. It's not Dabble. <laughs> nah. What needs to happen I is, think that, it might be. is that yeah. we're, we're at that point where Dabble too Clemson, old. Clemson is one of the newer powers in college football. There is no guarantee that our success is going to sustain itself. You have oh. to be willing to adapt. Yes. And 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 it starts with Dabble Sweeney. Dabble Sweeney will get so mad on the sidelines at like Kobe Pace or or other players, but you never see him ripping into DJ. Like, what? Why is DJ above criticism? Didn't Dabo say and, like, uh, if uh, players get paid, I quit? Yep, he, sure he never said those. Because DJ, is he still coaching? 
DJ Maybe. Daddy is Samoan Suge Knight. That's why he's saying that. You, you, you know what? <laughs> he really is, bro. He is. He really is. If y'all look up this man, he was a bodyguard for Chris Brown. Yeah. He was a bodyguard for like a lot of big time famous musicians, man. Hey. You want to know what Clemson needs? Hey, Cody, Clemson, I'm gonna have you, I gotta have you on the channel, bro. Joe Brady Clemson, as, as head hey, coach. Hey, dude, I'm Brady. Whenever you want me on, bro, just let me know. I'll yeah. come on and talk Clemson for two hours if you need me, bro. This is terrible. Yeah, Same. If, if Dabo lose to South Carolina two years straight, he's going to be gone. Man, we ain't even going to entertain that shit right now. If man. Deshaun Watson didn't come, he was about to go. All right, look. We over three hours, man. We had three hours, over, three, hours three hours and fourteen minutes. You damn right, I am, Dave. I'm done hearing about this. Kevin got to be a Gamecock fan, of course. Oh yeah, uh, oh, I, Ke- I was like, bro, he's talking course. crazy shit. Like, bro, Ke- Kevin and Justin are are Gamecock fans. So, oh, hey, you remember yeah, who man. recruited uh, Clowney to South Carolina, right? Gilmore. Mm, interesting. You remember Clowney, right? When Tyler Man, you know, we got to get up out of here, bro. Y'all been ranked since then? (laughs) Yeah, right? The only time time a South Carolina fan feels a little bit of happiness is when another team is beating Clemson. uh, uh, I I want to add a little bit to the Gamecocks fans. Um, Thank you for that win last week. You appreciate it. My my balls really. They almost came back. They made South, it. They were starting making the comeback. South yeah. Carolina oh, is the one. What's yep. that? Uh, uh, Paul Walter, yep. uh, Fast and Furious. We we weren't. We didn't almost do nothing. We we never had that damn game. South Carolina <laughs> is the West Mantooth of of the yep. state. Oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are. Uh, we are I'm an I'm an honest Gamecock fan. We got to get right. We, we yeah. Cody had the answer. Like, well, All man. Look. I appreciate every single one of you, man. I'm going to give you each an opportunity. And right, I'm going to give you each an opportunity. Hold on, Dave. I'm going to give you an opportunity uh, to shout out any content that y'all want to plug and put out there. Dave, tell them what y'all got going on over at PNP, man. Oh, we got everything going on. We starting our draft profiles. We starting our draft profiles again. I'm doing a lot of fantasy content. And somebody oh, asked right. in the chat, yes, we are a podcast. We go live every Monday. At 8:30 p.m. each Eastern Standard Time, you can check us out on YouTube. Just search for PNP Rashad and Dave, and um, we we do everything across the board, man. Shout out to to C3. Shout out to everybody here. We appreciate the love. You can follow us on Twitter at Panther Nation PC, and that's that. Dave, at some point we're gonna have to get another round table going, man. Like another. We, don't Panther worry, man. We, we'll, we'll get one. We'll get yeah, one. Yeah, that's what we do it during the bye week. Yeah, I know that's in order, man. We got we got to start. How soon is our bye week? Thirteen, week thirteen. Yeah, it's gonna be a while. We still got a ways to way. But we be talking about we either gonna be talking about playoff push or draft content, one or the other. (laughs) Yeah, and it's gonna be lit no matter what, man. We gonna know what we know then. Yeah, man. Um, so uh, one Carolina, I definitely appreciate you coming on here, man. Your insights are always. Very valued, especially on the O line. Uh, I appreciate you for jumping on today, man. Tell them where they can find you, or if there's anything you want to plug, man, go ahead and do your thing, bro. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all too, man. I don't want to plug nothing but the C3 Panther podcast. Hey, I appreciate you, bro. Hey. I appreciate, nah. hey, man, y'all hit the like button, man. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. 
I said this about all Panther creators on YouTube. The rising tide lifts all boats, man. Facts. We all out here trying to catch that come up for Panther Nation. So I definitely appreciate it, man. No doubt. Yeah, man. Um, T Money, the man. I appreciate you for joining me again, bro. You got to uh, let these people know where they can find you and what you got going on. Um, uh, Mr. T Money1993 on the YouTube and the Twitter. And for anybody who may be interested, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if that's, everybody knows that. I, uh, I'm an undergraduate student assistant at Clinton College in South Carolina for basketball. Uh, so I do have another Twitter. Um, that's, I don't want to lie and say the wrong name of it. But if you want to keep up with what I'm doing as coaching this year and that kind of stuff, um, it's, C and then today is Muhammad. So yeah, our season is about to start. We have our first scrimmage on Tuesday, and our first game of the season next weekend. All right, cool, man. But y'all check out T and everything he's got going on, y'all. Uh, Justin, you have anything you want to plug before you uh before you get out of here, man? Nah, I don't, I don't have anything to plug, but definitely want to say I uh, appreciate. You guys, C3, having this uh, Friday free-for-all. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, man. I, ho I hope everybody's enjoying it, man, the Friday free-for-all. I feel like it, it lets people kind of let their guard down, man. You ain't got to be ashamed to come on camera and talk Panthers. It's all good. Everybody's got love. That's the whole point of this thing. Panther rule. Kenneth, Panther Pickle on Twitter. Yep. What's up with you, man? Uh, how, how can the people find you? And is you there anything get, you want to say before we get out of here, man? You can get me on Twitter easily. Um, I float around to the podcast. I watch BNP. I, I float around to all of them. I listen to about about every podcast I can get my hands on at work because I ain't supposed to be listening to them, but I do anyway. So, uh, but uh, thank God they still require masks. So, because that's how I hide my ear my earbud. So, uh, but uh, uh, I'll be around and just you can hit me up on Twitter. All right. all right, all right, all uh, right. Kevin Boshoven, go ahead and get in another snide remark before we uh you don't before, know what I'm about before, before we get off here, man. You don't know what I'm about to say. You can find me on Twitter at kbosh89, and if you're like a talented like high school football prospect and you want to achieve greatness. You don't have to worry about your coach being all in the videos. <laughs> 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 Carolina. Man, I'm about to kick you off this damn show, bro. Dabo has a weird nose. That's all I'm going to say. Ah, dude, leave his nose alone, man. <laughs> bro, y'all, y'all, the root of y'all name is. Yeah, <laughs> man, like, what are y'all talking about, bro? Dude, y'all got to get y'all name right. A chicken has never done shit to a tiger in the history of the world, bro. <laughs> I guess you missed those last five, five years, man. Man, whatever. My man Drew, all the way up there in Maine, he's been a staple of the Friday Free For All. I appreciate you coming on again, brother. Uh, no, tell them where, no. they can, uh, where they can find you, man. What you got to tell the people? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, AJLindsay1216. <laughs> um, looking forward to the game this weekend. Hopefully the Panthers can pull it out. And if they do, Cody, I'm going to be looking for that apology. Hey, and you know what? I'll gladly give it to you, man. I'll give that apology to if, everyone. If, if we lose, we all got to apologize to Cody. 
100 percent of our personalized letters from each and every one of you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah I'm still not because that disrespectful ten. That ten points, yeah. people love us. Yeah, All if right. we lose, if we lose, Cody will know it on his post game show. What's it now? Oh yeah. Hey, hey, uh, dude, we just have to see, man. We just have to see what this team does. Our team needs to respond. We're at a. Uh, I'll leave it on this. The Carolina Panthers are at a turning point in their season. If they're not able to get this game on track, to me, it's a recipe for disaster the rest of the way, man. But we're going to think positive, man. I appreciate y'all. If you haven't done so, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. The notification bell lets you know every single time we go live. My name is Cody Lashley. This has been another edition of the Friday free for all until the post game show on Sunday. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.